What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on the Back Row Fantasy Show, we talk about a startup mock draft that Arms and I started full of back row friends and family and network folks. Should be interesting. Where did the rookies go in comparison to the veterans? And we're streaming, and we're live, and we're back together on the Back Row Fantasy Show starting now. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Brian Hux. Man, it feels good. No more remote shit. I wanted to do, man, you need to dub in the it, Eminem. It feels so good to be back. That would have been okay. I thought about I thought about that last night as I was laying in bed in anticipation of getting back into the into the Thunderdome. It is the Thunderdome, the Thunderbox. It's the fart box. That's disgusting. Thunderbox. As though I'm not a fat, disgusting, you know, 36-year-old man. It is. Training. I, hope, I hope that doesn't come through. I turned 39. You did. I did. I turned 36 uh, a few weeks ago. It happens. Yeah. It happens. It's it, it's the worst. Not really. It, it was the worst birthday ever from a, uh, you can't go out and do anything, but my wife did give me a, a surprise birthday party. I've never had one of those before. That's interesting. Um, just randomly, one of her friends just showed up with, like, Lanny told her what kind of cake I like, so she handmade her family recipe cake, and it was phenomenal. That's pretty cool. German chocolate cake. Not, that, not an easy one to make. That sounds similar to kind of what I go through. And my birthday consists of a cake, and it's it's usually homemade by the wife. No presents, nothing like that. It's all about the cake. I did get some uh, true wireless earbuds, which I'm far too cheap. I don't spend money on myself ever. I'm sorry, guys. I know you guys don't give a shit about this, and we never do this, really, but... Lanny bought them for me, and I'm like, just this is a great birthday present, yeah. Lanny. And beer, I got beer too. I have, to, I have to show you the ones I bought. I posted them. Yeah, I told uh, fifteen bucks. The things sound I told like Brett about them. Gold. I told my nephew about them. He, they he, sound amazing. He's in the lawn care business. We'll say, 
He's Brett, Brett is? Yeah, he's he's getting ready to get back to college. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say, I saw old Capper the other day. Well, we're going off the rails. You guys don't yeah, know who that yeah, is. You guys don't care. Anyway, so Arms and I did a mock draft. It's not even completed. We started this thing yesterday in back row fashion. It's how we do it. All right, guys, 16 rounds. Uh, the show's tomorrow night. Today's today. Uh, we can do this. We can knock it out. No, that was wrong. We're on round 10 of 16. It would have been right if people didn't use the two hours worth of their timer at times. Yeah. but And then we decided, you know, a lot of the way through it, like, you know what? We may want to carry this over to a Yahoo League or something because, of course, we all like our drafts. It's a (laughs) 12-teamer. Yeah. This Listen, again, 16 teams, this shit doesn't happen. You don't love your team. In a 16-teamer. You might like it. You might like it. But you don't walk in, you're like, we have to play this season out. Yeah. Like, that's there's 11 other people saying, oh, we just got to see how this pans out. Guys. Right. I mean, my current quarterback situation is Patrick Mahomes with Joe Burrow as the backup. Not that Burrow's done anything amazing, but Joe Burrow's my backup. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, in a 16-teamer, Ryan Fitzpatrick is my backup. Yes. You know, that's yes. just how it yes. works. Like, I've got a stacked team from top to bottom as far as production goes. Maybe not named so much, but we'll get there. Anyways, so we started this thing, and there's been some interesting things happen in this draft, but before we dive all the way in, uh, what else? I I saw, I really want to talk about this because it's really got me kind of pissed off. The NFL is talking about and possibly voting on a stipulation that if you hire a black head coach or GM, it could improve your draft position. What? Are you fucking kidding me? Okay. All all for, like, entire equality. It's it, a it slap be, in the face. But that is... That is... It's a that, slap in the face to, dumb. A, to a guy like Brian Flores. If this would have happened and Miami hires Brian Flores, is that not a slap in the face? I don't want that. I don't want that charity. Yes. Exactly. It's bullshit. It's it's stupid. You should get the job because you're the best man for the job. Right. And like Brian Flores, best man for the job. I think we can agree. For, I mean, it's it's not like Belichick's like, you know what? I want to go down to Miami. That's not that's not what happened. He, they got a, a, a young upcoming coach who, who earned the job. Right. And and now they're going to say, hey, man, um, we're going to bump you up to first overall. You can just have your own quarterback. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. Also. It'll also be voted down because it's owned by – you know, what, 30 of them are old white guys. That's exactly what I said. And I want to throw out real quick that uh, Phil Simmons, who's pork man over at the Dynasty Rewind, go check him out. Phil's a great dude. He pointed this out to me on Twitter, not directly, but he posted it. And I read everything pork man does because I like pork yeah. man. So he points this out and I'm just like, and he's not happy. Like, you know, why would you be? It, this is, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I understand trying to incentivize you know the hiring of minorities because let's be real there there are not enough minority head coaches in the nfl there's not but that that, i agree with you but but that's not the way to tackle it but let's also be realistic in the whole grand scheme of like coaching in college it's probably similarly proportioned probably i mean somebody get us that number that'd be cool but you can't just automatically say well, you know, hey, you you hired uh, you know, someone of any you know any anything other than a white dude. We're, we're I, I this is the first I'm hearing this by the way, so it's got me in shock. Um, anything other than a white dude, and you're going to bump up ten picks in the draft? You're going to get an extra second rounder? Silly, 
Here's, I, here's what needs to what happen. What the hell? The, the solution is, one, patience. Uh, and two, I hate to be morbid, but I said this on Twitter on our show account. It's not going to be that long before a whole lot of rich-ass white guys that take into a uh, take take in the fact of color, they're not going to be around forever. Oh yeah, yeah. Those guys are they're fading out. They're fading out, and I hate. And I'm not trying to put all the blame on owners, but I am saying, I mean, I don't know what Jerry Jones is like, but from what I gather, he's kind of an asshole. Oh, Have yeah. we ever seen a coach that's not white on the Cowboys? Like Jerry Jones is eventually going to be gone. Yeah. Guys like Jerry Jones are eventually going to be gone. The only thing that worries me is like 2016, we were heading in the right direction as far as equality. It's kind of taken a, a hit, and, and I'm not blaming that on anyone in particular. It's like our, our country's idiots came out of the woodworks when they felt like it was safe. Like, oh, Obama's not in presidency anymore. Now I can be racist again. Yeah, but that's dumb. It, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it. I don't understand what they're doing. And apparently, according to Porkman, who told me, uh, Roger Goodell supports this, and I just... Let, let me ask you. That's I'm, all I got I, on I'm it. Gonna, I think it's it's asinine. I, I'm going to throw this out here just just to put it into some sort of perspective. Let's say that you are, oh God, a top tier team. Let's say that Andy Reid decides to quit next year, and they basically this rules in effect. They've got a guy in the and, wings that that. But, but let's say Brian Flores has turned around Miami. Let's let's call it three years from now. Brian, Brian let's Flores. Call, let's call it 2020. Yeah, he's turned around Miami and shown that he's an excellent head coach. And you've got to choose between him or, you know, like, I'm just throwing a name out here, Pete, Pete Carroll. You know, someone else who's a very, you know, a prominent coach in the NFL, Kyle Shanahan, someone who who's proven their worth. And now it's like, well, I mean, we're going to we get an extra second rounder we're already a great team right uh, i mean that, that that is crazy and i don't think in the, the competitive world that the nfl is I, I don't think that any coach really wants that i think they want to prove their worth now with that being said every person of every color and by the way either sex should be able to prove their worth and have a fair shake. It should, Absolutely. It should be a, uh, I mean, almost a double-blind interview yeah. with, with a double, you know, we don't know whether it's man or woman, black, white, you know, uh, Latino, anything on the other side of the screen. And that's how it should be taken. The answer, uh, I guess, I don't know, the, 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 the downside to that is you can't, you can't see leadership on written-down answers. Right. You can't hear leadership. And from someone who interviews people quite often – uh, for different positions throughout my career, I mean, it's you, you, you look for those things, and sometimes it's the attitude and the presentation. And I don't think that, you know, I don't think Ron Rivera would ever present bad in an interview. I don't think Brian Flores is going to present bad, bad in an interview. I don't know how the hell Adam Gase got another job, but you know, <laughs> that's, that's a different story for a different day. But you spoke about the Chiefs and Andy Reid, so here, here's, the, here, here's where this starts to make me mad. So we've got a guy in Kansas City – that's a head coaching candidate that is the perfect guy to replace Andy Reid if he was leave if he would leave and it's Eric Bieniemy the offensive mm -hmm. coordinator this is a bona fide head coaching hire so before he earns his head coaching rights his head coaching job you're going to put this silly stipulation in front of there to to make him feel like he didn't work his ass off to earn it piss on that Eric Bieniemy would be the head coach He'll be a head coach next year. I'm I'm shocked he wasn't a head coach this year. 
I am too, but I think that was by his own choosing. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't think he entertained the the thought as much as he should have. Yeah. And why may, maybe why would did, you? Yeah. You got the opportunity to work with Patrick Mahomes for a decade and a mm-hmm. half. I wouldn't leave either. And they, Andy Reid, if he wins another one, I mean, he'll probably he'll probably walk on. Could. Could. Maybe not. Maybe he wants to be the 6-7 the championship guy. Who knows? But, but, but Eric Bieniemy probably wants to be that too, and he's willing to sacrifice a head coaching job to ride this dynasty wave and help them. I mean, don't, listen, it's not just Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs' offense clicks on all cylinders for a multitude of reasons, and Eric Bieniemy is one of them. Alex Smith was a good quarterback there. Absolutely. I don't they know have, if the enemy was there then or not, but but I mean the Andy Reid offense, and he's you know understands Andy Reid's playbook. I mean, you, you get you know what I'm talking about. He was there. He's been there uh, six seasons. This will be the sixth season. So yeah, he was as there. OC the whole time. Uh yeah. Uh let's see. I don't think he's OC the whole time. Was he? I want to say eighteen. He was the offensive I was coordinator. I was, I it was two years. He was a running back coach since thirteen. Chiefs have produced running backs like crazy. Anyways, Maybe let's get off this topic. 10, we don't fifteen years. <laughs> we don't like the idea of this. I think it's kind of silly, and I think any young or old, for that matter, head coaching candidate of color should absolutely just beg for this not to happen because it's just kind of silly. Anyways, so so back to what we were talking about. Unless you've got something else. Uh man, I'm I'm ready for sports. I'm ready for something that is sports related. I need to watch the UFC that happened. I, ha- I have I not watched it. I yet, haven't either. But um, I, I was occupied. I had to play my a, a game in the the Geist League, which is really fun. I met, made a, a new friend there. We've got some mutual enemies in the league. So he's and the dude. He's good. He's real good. He's like 19 and just beat the brakes off me. Of course, we're supposed to draft and. Uh, our teams individually, and he he picks the Chiefs, and by God, Derrick Henry on Madden—it's just not fair, right? Well, not here's fair. here's some numbers. I can't prove them, but my friend Chris over at Gut Punch News, a podcast, uh, he he just reported on the live stream: Black Americans are 12 percent of the American population. Hispanics are roughly 16. So if you do the numbers, you do the math. Four coaches technically would be black according to those numbers. Five would be Hispanic. He says rough numbers. Yeah, it is rough numbers, but I, I don't know. I think it is four and four on GMs and coaches maybe, but I just yeah. wanted to spit that out there because he provided it and he's always good with numbers. So thanks, Chris, for the information. Now, do we get football this year? I think so. I, I actually said from the beginning of this, and by the way, I'm not any sort of medical professional. I don't get it. Uh, you know, that's not my thing. I'm not going to say I thought you were a gynecologist it. once. Yeah. Well that we don't talk about that. Uh, unlicensed, um, <laughs> black market gynecologist. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was never about uh, diagnosis. Anyhow, $5. I'll pay you to <laughs> let me check it out. It, it's, it's all for it's med school. Right. Don't, don't worry. Um, went to the university of uh, Puerto Rico, San Juan, uh, based out of Columbus. Anyhow, <laughs> I'm <laughs> just trying to make something that might prove uh, a little bit thing. I like it. Anyhow, um, God, I lost my train of thought here. What was we were talking about? Uh, well, you're not a doctor. Oh, okay, okay. I From the get-go, I just felt like, you know, with think about flu season and everything, I'm like, it's got to be, you know, October. And then they start uh, doing, you know, the state-home orders and whatnot. Uh, the curve has flattened a lot. And the one thing that's frustrating me is, 
um, basically every legitimate medical professional that's ever has come out has said, oh, you know, the masks, unless you have an N95 mask or better, is ineffective. And now they're, you know, DeWine is telling people, you got to wear your mask if you want to open your doors as a business. Like, you're literally telling us, everyone's telling us it's not effective, but you're going to make us do it anyway? Yeah. We have people walking into my place of business with a headband across their mouth and a headband across their nose. It's just not. And we can't turn them away because they're covering the orifices they, they, that they, we're worried about. They got a mask. They got a mask. And there's a lot of studies that show, you know, like too much of uh, a lack of contagions in your environment actually damages your uh, your immune system. That's a fact. And so... <laughs> So more or less, the, this, is, this is why arms got into gynecology. The, yeah, this is exactly why I was gynecologist once. Um, the, the more that you are going down that road of it, it completely eliminating, like you're going to walk outside and like, I made the joke. I'm like, like someone who wears a mask every day, gloves, you know, uh, safety glasses, uh, won't go out in public. Right. They're going to walk outside and they're like, damn it, I got leukemia today. Yeah. You know, whenever all this is over, and I know that's not how you catch it. And it was, it's a poor off-color joke, sorry. But but we get the point, but, though. I mean, it makes the point. Yeah, your, your immune system's broke down, and you're, something worse, not worse maybe, is going to happen, but something as equally catastrophic is going to happen um, that wouldn't have been a negative effect on right. you if nothing happened. And so. I can tell you, I may be 100% wrong, but I have taken pride of the fact that I do not take medicine mm -hmm. almost for any reason. I do not go to the doctor. I do not shy away from germs. I, I just don't. I don't, you know, and I, I don't get sick. I really I don't get sick. Yeah, I, agree. I don't get the flu. I don't get the flu shot. I don't get any shot. I don't get shit. And I don't get sick. I, so I'm not wearing a mask right now. And you can judge me on that if you would like mm -hmm. to. I don't wear it everywhere. There are places that I do. Mm -hmm. Any business that wants me to wear it, I'm going to wear it. But I kind of value my immune system, which I think is, is fairly strong. I also value my freedom. So different story for a different day. I'm not going to go down that road too much. Uh, and I'm with you on that. But what I will say is, you know. I need my adrenochrome. I can't go out and buy it if I don't have freedom. Whenever I was younger, so growing up, I grew up on a hog farm. I literally scooped pig shit out of a pen with shorts and tennis shoes on. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I'm wearing. And I was never sick as a kid, you know. And it's like the older I get, the more uh, of a reclusive I become, you know. And that's based on work and, you know, lack of being able to get out and do things based on time. You know, the, the more likely I am to get sick. I mean, God forbid I actually, you know, eliminate all contagions from my from my lifestyle. It's just, it, it's just a, to me, a bad recipe. Once again, we're not medical professionals. Maybe we're way off base. Don't take uh, our word for anything. Yeah, do your the, own research. These, these are just opinions. And, and the reason I'm comfortable speaking my opinions and I'll end it, end it on this. Because it's I'm our comfortable, podcast. Uh, well, I'm comfortable <laughs> speaking no. them because... There, what you think is truth just may not be truth. I, how many doctors and medical professionals have we seen post videos and they all contradict each other? They all say different things. The media says different things. Like at this point in 2020, we have no clue yep. what the damn truth is. So all we have to go off of, honestly, is opinions for the most part. You could say, oh no, go read this, go read that. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sick of reading all of it. Look up, it, the, look up the Tuskegee experiment. Everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, everyone is an expert, and it just makes everything hard to believe. So 
Moving on. Moving on. So to, shall we talk about football? We shall talk about football. Football. Let's football let's americano. Die. Football americano, not the football with the white and black ball. This is the brown ball made from a pig. Mm. The pig skin, as they call it, in yes. the Midwest, which is where we are from, and I think they call it that everywhere. But let's dive right in. So we got some guys from the Back Row Fantasy Show Network. I'll plug that real quick. We are striving to put out 32 team-oriented podcasts. We're at 13. There's some great guys like Matthew Bruning from the Fantasy Football Roundtable, Michael Bauer from the Dynasty Rewind doing the Browns and Eagles respectively, and a whole lot more. Our own Dan Rozier doing the Giant Show, which is entertaining as I'll get out. It's almost more comedy than football. It's wonderful arms. Well, I mean, it's a Giants podcast, so it's got to be hilarious. Right. Yeah. It's called The Gettleman's Shake. No, it's not. But anyways, we've got a lot of our guys that we've met in this podcasting adventure doing the mock draft with us. So, so there's really no bum no amateurs there's no bum or amateurs in this draft that doesn't mean there's not going to be some crazy ass picks yeah but we wanted to do this startup draft to see where the rookies compare to the veterans we all know where the rookies are going in mock draft or not mock drafts but yeah. in dynasty drafts that's some heavy ass rain yeah, me and arms did this uh what last week yeah. we, we looked at some drafts so this is going to give you a better perspective on where does Keyshawn vaughn fall as a opposed to someone else so let's uh i don't really want to say the names all the time like i don't i don't really want to we can talk about the picks but i don't want to say 101 branson pick no one's going to remember the names so to speak but obviously we had mccaffrey go one one no rookie is going to go in the first round right um in theory in theory and it's a 12 teamer this is a 12 team setup it's a very standard one quarterback, two running backs, three wides, and a tight end. PPR. Di didn't PPR. Didn't mess with defenses. Didn't mess with a flex. Uh, we're, we're just going to run these guys out on the field. Old school Yahoo style, basically. Yeah, basically. Basically. So, McCaffrey. And, and through this experiment, I would say I have discovered I really like in a startup to just include the rookies. Yes, we have definitely figured that out. I think every year I'm going to do either a redraft or a new startup that does have the rookies mixed in instead of separate rookie drafts because it was fun. Yeah. It, I mean, you're it's this gives you that feeling of like in the sixth round, you're like, I just grabbed some crazy good upside with this first round receiver rookie. Yeah. yeah. And it and it feels it feels nice. It does. It does. It feels, it feels great. Nice. So should we just base this about rookies? We don't have time to talk about every single pick, obviously. But we can scroll through the big names yeah, and then talk about some of the rookies that went and what veterans went behind them that maybe shouldn't have. Yeah, we're nine, ten rounds deep into this, guy, so we don't want to be a four-hour show. I mean, we do, but you ain't going to listen to it, so we're going to kind of buzz through it. Yeah, it's a little too long. Um, so McCaffrey goes 101. He's in a league by himself right now, right. I mean, with the receiving. Um, kind of chalk, Saquon goes two. Um, there was a decision made though. He almost went Dalvin. So, but the theory is, you know, uh, Saquon, Saquon is just, he's just scratching the surface. And I, I do agree. Um, and I'll be honest with you as much as I think that CMC is far and away the best fantasy running back. It wouldn't shock me if Saquon took the mantle this year, because I do think he's that talented. Well, yeah. And we don't, we've said it before on the show. We don't see a lot of guys 
finish number one year after year. I yeah. mean, there's it takes a special Ladanian Tomlinson like guy. Uh, you know, I, I can't even think of another one. I want to say Priest Holmes, Priest Holmes kind of yeah. things, but I mean, McCaffrey should. I mean, if Saquon doesn't take the leap and the line's not better, yeah, McCaffrey will probably be the best one again. But Saquon has a chance, so I like him at 102. Uh, Zeke goes 103. I think that's fine. I think it's perfectly fine, but he doesn't have a chance at one overall, in my opinion. Oh, man, it, he's going to have such a clean box this year, though. I mean, that, that's a, a potentially... Coming vul- straight from the gynecologist. Yeah, no, potentially vulgar sound term, but that that's, is something I've actually looked at a lot in uh, where some of these running backs go. And I think, I, I don't, I wouldn't mind Zeke even 101 because I think he's going to have the most wide open running he's ever had with the best, arguably the best line in the, in the NFL. Right, but do they do they even need to throw him the ball like McCaffrey gets the ball? I mean, they... Yeah, but with that could, wide receiver stack, do they even need to throw it to him in the flat? But we could also be looking at twenty touchdowns. Yeah, well, uh, that's, that's what why, makes Zeke yeah. incredibly interesting. Well, there's another guy that's that's similar to him that that went not too much later. But we had uh, first wide receiver Michael Thomas come off the board at four, then Dalvin that you were talking about, Kamara seven, Mixon eight, Lamar Jackson at nine, a little early. Uh, I said I'll we didn't about, have any bums. One thing but. I'll say about Kamara, you know, obviously my pick, he's my boyfriend. Um, Still high upside. But he's, in a full season, never finished lower than running back four, and I get him at seven. Cannot beat that. I have zero problems with it. So, I, I mean, looking at the guys that went after him, I would have considered Kamara at seven as well. I don't know if I would have pulled the trigger or not, but it would have been a tough decision. I thought it was a no-brainer at seven. It, it might be. I if I was in that position, it it might stick out to me. I'm like a draft in the moment guy. Like someone stands out to me big time. Uh, that, that's usually how it works. But Joe Mixon went eight. I thought that was solid. Uh, Lamar, like we just said, went nine. A little high, but I, then again, He's got the running back numbers. I then mean, again, yeah. I mean, then it, it it could pay dividends. I took Derrick Henry at ten because I just felt like he was the best value on the board, and I wanted to get that running back receiver as a deep position. So. Uh, I, I agree with you, and I like your pick there. The funny thing about this is I, the kid I was playing with in the uh, Geist League, um, Savage League, I believe is the name of it, He was. we just were talking. He had Derrick Henry on his team as we were playing, and uh, I'm like, you know, Derrick Henry, like he's a first, second round talent, first round talent all day, really, in fantasy. He was like, ah, second's kind of a stretch. I'm like, excuse me? He was like, yeah, he's more of a third-round running back. I'm like, no. in fantasy football? He's no. like, yeah. I'm like, nah, man. This guy's a first-rounder all the way. I mean, led the league in rushing last year and show, showing no signs of slowing down right now. No. Third-round running backs, just for the sake of argument with this guy, Austin Eakler, first running back taken in the third. Uh, Melvin Gordon went in the third. That's a little ludicrous. Uh, Todd Gurley, Fournette, Lev Bell. Don't you dare knock my Melvin Gordon. DeAndre in. Swift. No, no. It, oh, he should have went sooner. Okay. Uh, but no, I, Derrick Henry is a different level than these guys. Not, not fancy wise. Melvin Gordon should, should be close in points with him. But I mean, Derrick Henry is like, you're waiting for a crazy season out of him because he has that kind of potential. I, I'm not passing and on. He's always in the end zone. Yeah, I'm not passing on Derrick Henry. It's a run first team. There's nobody else they're handing the ball to inside the 10. There's not a guy like I, there's not a guy like Derrick Henry. I don't recall seeing a guy like Derrick Henry. That doesn't mean he's Brandon the best. Brandon Jacobs, but with yeah, speed Derek, now? Derek, you know? Yeah, Derrick Henry could run circles around yeah. Brandon Jacobs. Like, this is a big dude that's fast and sheds tackles like crazy. Like, this is a monster. Yeah. So, I, I think you take a monster at 110, it's fine. 
Julio Jones. One knock I'll give on Henry, and it, this sorry to it, it cut you off here. Fuck you. I know, um, but the the concern about Henry in um, in Dynasty for me is his type of play. He is a violent runner, you know, and he takes hits. He sheds them off because he's huge. Could shorten his career, but he's still gonna have four or five more years. Yeah, you know what oh, I mean. Yeah. At a high level, so yeah, I, I I love the pick. I'm just saying, if if someone's concerned that way, maybe drop him a couple. Picks, he looks but, like Deontay Wilder with a football helmet on. I mean, seriously, the dude but, is but just scarier. Yeah, he looks like he could eat DK Metcalf. Yeah, so it, it's just crazy stuff. So Devontae Adams went 12. We no rookies yet. We dive into the second. We got Tyreek Hill at 201. Keep yeah. keep in mind this snake draft. Of snake course. draft. Yeah. So, so back to back, Tyreek, Tyreek, same guy. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins, 202. I honestly would have taken him over Tyreek Hill. I would as well. Uh, I, I would have taken him over Devontae, too, to be honest. And I'll be honest, just throwing it out there, it would be really close based on age with him and Julio. I agree. A thousand percent, actually. So, to me, DeAndre Hopkins still deserves to be the second wide receiver off the board. I actually think he'll do better in Arizona. The, the dude was, I think, wide receiver one with Tom Savage as quarterback half the season. Yeah, Tom Savage. Jesus. Not Tom Selleck, Tom as, Savage. As much as I knock on Kyler Murray, he is leaps and bounds better than Tom Savage. 1,000%. Macho agree. man Tom Savage. So then uh, after Hopkins, I took Patrick Mahomes 203. I tend to make this a habit in the second round if Mahomes falls there and I have the chance, I take him. Travis Kelsey. Can we agree? A, yeah. much, a much safer pick than Lamar Jackson? Yeah, yeah, for, it is. It what, is safer for what he can do. It is safer, and the ceiling is probably the same height. Yes, the the, the floor. Patrick Mahomes owns the floor. There we go. I, and Patrick Mahomes is. I mean, this is having Peyton Manning available. Yeah, but possibly at a higher level. Now I'm talking. He owns the floor long term. I'm not saying that Lamar Jackson doesn't have an amazing floor for 2020, yeah. but a lot of his production comes from running and. Go look at running quarterbacks throughout the past. Like they don't get better with age running the ball. They become better passers sometimes. I mean, but Michael Vick, it was like every other year he was QB, like top three, or literally fell down. off. It got injured. I mean, right. that nature of the beast for him. The, the thing, and by the way, I'm not going to sit here and say Mahomes is Manning, but he's certainly on that trajectory to be above Manning at the end of the day. He at is. At the end of his career. He's, but, he's on a trajectory to pass him, and that's it, incredible. If you want to project him, he ends up being the best quarterback of all time. So, that I mean, that's it's hard to pass on him. One of the too. earliest Super Bowl wins, I mean, in a in, in career. I mean, he's in the good luck finding a fault in his game. Right. There is none. There really isn't. And if you find one, you're nitpicking. So Travis Kelsey went at 204, first tight end off the board. I'm fine with it. Same. Uh, Miles Sanders, I think, is a banger pick at 205. Uh, they're talking about bringing Carlos Hyde in, which, if yeah, I know. We roll our eyes. It's Carlos Hyde. But it, it, the fact remains, the Eagles have a hard time committing to one back. So if they yeah, bring him in, he'll probably get 10 carries. Sanders is so efficient with the rock in his hand. Frank uh, Gore has ate into people's production yeah. for the last 18,000 years. But I was so aggravated. I'm the next pick. And I wanted I was wanting Sanders right oh, there. Oh, nice. So anyhow. Uh, you took Kittle, which, again, Kittle, Kelsey, splitting hairs. So I li- I'm fine with that pick elite there tie as well. In, elite tight ends. There's, there's two players. Still no That's rookies. It. Two players in elite tight end. You got to win positions. That's what this is about for me. Right. Chris Godwin goes. I have no issue there, even though I think he he declines a little bit on not his, you know, not his physical. Yeah. 
you know, he's, he's not going to put up the same numbers. I'm sorry. He's just not. Uh, Kenyon Drake at 208. This one's odd, but I like it. I, I just, I, I don't. I do. I, Kenyon Drake, he's the clear cut guy in he Arizona. Is. He is. And uh, that's going to be, that, that offense is going to get a little better every year, maybe a lot better real quick. He can do it all. You, I look for receiving backs in the second and third round. I don't focus on, you know, the, the the bell cow guys that don't catch the ball like Josh Jacobs that Josh Jacobs fine pick in the second no problem with it I honestly would rather have Drake because of the receiving but as we look at what Drake did so in fantasy points in week nine he had twenty four against a stout forty ers defense and then it was five eight five seven then thirty nine against Brown thirty one against the Seahawks and fourteen against the Rams. Um, I just feel it was a little bit of a reach for Kenyon Drake, uh, considering some of the it other players that, that was available on the board. Now, if you believe in Kenyon Drake, I, I like I don't hate what you're thinking, and that's me. But, I believe in him, so to me, it's not a reach. But I do understand for anyone else, it could be considered a reach because they, you know, I love him, and and I think his I this, the mentality on this is like I for uh, it was Corey um, at the Real Dynasty. It, He's he felt like I feel like he had to get a running back, so let's see where we're at. Next pick, Josh Jacobs, and that that's where it kind of becomes an issue for me. I, I personally, I take Josh Jacobs over Kenyon Drake. Um, then all of a sudden, we've got our first rookie off the board, and that's uh, Ceh Clyde Edwards Alaire. Um, I mean, even Fantasy Fuel, you know, he, he puts puts in the uh, the note maybe a tad early, but the fit in Casey is undeniable hopefully for years to come. And I, I don't disagree. And this is a uh, question I posed on Twitter. It does CEH become your RB1? And, I mean, people were torn. You know, if, if he went to KC, and I said this way before draft, he get, if he somehow goes to KC, is he your RB1? And he is. The draft shows that he's, he's your new RB1. Uh, part of that probably had um, a lot to do with other players' landing spots, of course. But, right. Um, I, I will say this. I think Melvin Gordon who went at, uh, where'd he go? 307. He 307. So, uh, Edward Solaire at 210. I think Melvin Gordon should have went ahead of CEH, ahead of Josh Jacobs, and ahead of Kenyon Drake. I agree. And ahead of Miles Sanders, honestly. It's, right? Melvin Gordon, yeah. to me, is an early second-round pick. He was, a, he, so, was, he was a first-rounder in most drafts last yeah, year. Yeah, I don't care that he went to Denver. The situation is basically the same. He the cream rises, brother. The cream rises to the top. Well, Melvin I Gordon mean, is far and away the best running back on that team. They, I mean, they've got Philip Lindsay, but he had Austin Eckler in San Diego. Mm-hmm. I mean, in San Diego's line, not great. Denver is ready to fire on all cylinders. Melvin Gordon is going to be fine. So I, I, I think Melvin Gordon should have went ahead of these guys. I don't think. Actually, he should have been taken after any rookies. J.K. Dobbins went ahead of Melvin Gordon well, as well. Aaron Jones went, went at uh, the following pick after CEH. Right. And then, yeah, like you said, J.K. Dobbins. Then we get... We into, love J.K. I do. I do. But, but not, that shouldn't have happened. I mean, it, at, it, no matter how good J.K. Dobbins is this year, no matter how good, I don't think it's a better than 60-40 split for either guy. Right. Now I will say... If this is dynasty, for real, maybe you think about it. But Melvin Gordon's still young. I, I don't even want to say. I'm not going to say maybe. It may pan out the other way in a couple years. J.K. Yes. could be a higher pick than Melvin Gordon in a couple years. But I'm a win now guy. Thank Melvin you. Melvin Gordon is going to help me win now. J.K. Dobbins, likely not. 
So CEH, I'm okay with that pick. Aaron Jones, of course, I'm okay with that. Dobbins, not quite okay. And I'm and I'm not quite okay that Melvin Gordon fell all the way to 307 to I arms. Am. I am, I'm which is a great pickup for arms. But Austin Eakler went ahead of Melvin Gordon. Like the guy behind Melvin Gordon is Todd Gurley. <laughs> Something's wrong. Something's wrong with this picture. I know. I know. And it doesn't it, work. It's your guys. You pick your own guys. These aren't our teams. But, you know, um, to, to round out, you know, uh, or to start the round three, it went Kenny G. And like you said, Eichler, Mike Evans at 303. I mean, he Evans or OBJ, and, and he's right. OBJ is a little too volatile to be your number one wide receiver. Agreed. I experienced that. But I, I, I think I agree with Evans falling a little bit, but. Evans is a first-round draft pick every other year, and you're thinking that, oh, well, you know, you know, Tom Brady can't get it downfield. He will win every jump ball, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're still going to be. Monster. Yeah, yeah. Tom Brady's not a shitty quarterback. I mean, you can't just write these wide receivers from Tampa Bay off. I think you just take them down a notch. I just don't think they're both going to finish as top 10 guys. But I, I think one of the them gap will. between him and Godwin. I know. It makes no damn sense. The direction it went. Mike Evans, I would I want Mike Evans over Godwin. Yes. I agree with you. I just do. Mike Evans has a track record. God Godwin has two years. I'll give him that. Mike Evans has one of the he has best like five. Mike Evans has one of the best NFL starts ever. I mean, the guy has been money every single year. I don't think Godwin is automatically money every year. He wasn't great his rookie year. He was fine. Mike Evans out here playing power forward yeah. against guys four inches shorter than him every week and, I mean, dominating. What, I, if, what if Tom Brady decides that Mike Evans is the guy that he wants to lock onto? And he does that. He does. You know, Julian Edelman, case in point. Yeah, exactly. And he's he's made his career, outside of the, the couple seasons with Randy Moss, Mike, or excuse me, Tom Brady has made his career of pretty much picking a guy or two and hammering him with the ball. Right. So that that's a little ludicrous. Luda, Mike Evans going that late. Cooper Cup goes next. I don't have an issue with it. Man, Allen he, Robinson, Cooper I don't Cup have an could issue. Could be a top three receiver, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, then we got another rookie sighting at 306, our boy Matty Ice, which he changed his name to Matty Ice. I love it. He takes Jonathan Taylor ahead of Melvin Gordon. Again, I don't like that Melvin Gordon fell to you. It doesn't make sense to me, but I'll get off of that. Jonathan Taylor. Would have been a fine pick if Gordon went one spot ahead of him. Yeah. But I, I still don't like the rookies going this high because then we've got Gurley. I would have taken all the rookies so far over Gurley. I'm looking, but I'm looking at Melvin Gordon. I'm looking at Todd Gurley, both who are going to have very clean boxes with, I mean, that's the way I Gurley, look at it. I don't even want to think about Gurley until some of these other names went off. Me, personally. Yeah, but you're you're basing that off of, you no, know... No, I'm basing it off the fact that they're probably going to give him 15 carries. I want a higher ceiling of of opportunity than what Gurley's going to get, and, seemingly. An elite guy. I mean, Devontae, Ad or Devontae Freeman, when healthy, had okay production. Todd Gurley ha does have elite talent. Yeah, Gurley's an upgrade on Freeman at this point in their careers. And I think Gurley's fine. I think Gurley's going to be highly effective on the touches he gets, but I don't think his touches are going to come anywhere near Melvin Gordon or Fournette that went after him or Le'Veon Bell that went after him, which I took Lev Bell 310. I think he's going to have a massive rebound due to the offensive line upgrades and just team upgrades overall. 
they've got better receivers now too, which isn't saying much, but I, I think Lev Bell is going to have a resurgence. But DeAndre Swift, like all these guys went in a cluster. And the, Melvin uh, Gordon is the guy that should have went way higher. I think Todd Gurley, I think Todd Gurley should have went after all of these guys. If Todd Gurley goes from 308 to after Fournette, after Lev Bell, after DeAndre Swift, then I'm okay with it right there. But I, I think it's crazy to to take Gurley over Bell, Swift, maybe not Fournette. Yeah, you know, it probably is. Fournette's going to be a bell cow even if he gets traded. So I just, I like Gurley after those guys. But, I mean, outside of last year, I mean, in, in last year he doubled double-digit touchdowns. In his career, he's had 2016, he had six touchdowns. Every other year, he's been above 10. Um, Weapon-wise, I, th- I don't think we can make the argument that uh, the Rams had any better weapons, you know, at receiver than what uh, Atlanta has right now. No, um, yeah. I, I think we could pretty much say at this point in, the, in uh, their career, actually any point in career, um, Matt, uh, Matty Ice is better than Jared Goff. Absolutely. So, like, man, I that, I, I hate the hate on Gurley. I, I understand the knee issue. I do. I get that. Listen, I'm only I'm only asking that he goes like. Five spots lower, four, okay, four okay, to five. Okay. I'm not saying he's he's just not draftable. I'm, I'm saying twelve touchdowns on the ground last well, year, well, two me, more in the air. Let me just run it by you. I just want to make sure. So, who who you got, Gurley or Fournette? Gurley, Gurley or Bell? Uh, probably Gurley. I'm not sure Bell bounces back. Gurley or DeAndre that, Swift? That's a bad team situation for me though. For for Bell, if Bell's most other places in the league, I would take Bell. Bell still put up a top twelve season with that shitty team. How many touchdowns so, did he get? I mean, you know what I mean? I think seven. Less than 14. Well, yeah. It's by, by a pretty, mean, good, had, pretty good margin. Rushing, he had a lot of receptions, too. So I just, you know. Gurley had 31, and that's like a career low for him. Right. I just. You know, he, he didn't come off the field in Atlanta. Another year on the knees that are not just possibly bad. And, and they're, I, they're bad. I'll, I'll give you this it's Dynasty. And we are not just trying to win this year. We're trying to win next year and the year after as well. I, 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 I don't hate where you're going with this. I just the disrespect for Todd Gurley is ludicrous right now. It is, it is unreal. It, it's it's horrible. There was just there there was a big drop off from eighteen to nineteen. I mean yeah. it, it was it was big. Lev Bell's wasn't his his drop off was big because I was of the say he's like nine nine spots from his like career low other than the sitout season right but i mean we've got a a change in team a bad line no weapons i mean there's a lot of factors but todd Gurley got his workload cut i mean that the that factor scares me more than the jets fielding the same exact team which they're not they're fielding up you know a, an improved team in the division without the patriots so we're still with one receiver I think they got two. They got Brashard Perryman, who I think will be an okay number two in the league now. I think he's came a long ways. But they're going to treat him as a number one. They might, but then you've got Denzel Mims. I mean, Denzel Mims could emerge as that guy that frees up Perryman. And Jamison Crowder's fine. That's actually not a terrible wide receiver squad now. It's not one you're ecstatic with. It could develop. No, I mean, Perryman, outside of a few games last year, he's been a disappointment his whole career. Until now, I mean, over the course of the end of last yeah, I mean, season, what, with is he Brandon Bay? Lloyd with that fifth year breakout. Yes, Devontae yeah, Parker's done it too. I mean, listen, Bashar Perryman looked damn good in Tampa when he had to start. He looked great. I mean, he tore it up. So, yeah, I think you'll, I think you'll be okay. 
anyways, somebody just asked if we're doing a listener league. Some we've been doing listener leagues. We got like four of them still running. So there's probably spots available. Not now. Uh, DJ Moore goes next on the turn. Uh, DJ Moore, then the turn happens. Cam Akers. So we got another rookie running back. I'm going to throw that out. DJ Moore, like PPR monster. Yeah, it's a great pick at 312. I mean, if you look at the wide receivers that went before him, it makes sense because Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup. Mm, I I don't know about that. If we're playing PPR we're, we're, and Allen Robinson's inconsistent. I don't know. I'm DJ Moore's young. That's that's a big reason why I like him. Anyway, is, is Teddy Bridgewater going to make DJ Moore better, the same, worse? I'm not sure. I don't know. There's questions. But DJ Allen Moore, Robinson's got a new quarterback too. So <laughs> Nick Foles, Nick Foles, Nick, Nick, Big Dick Nick, Big Dick Nick. So Cam Akers, 401. What do you think about Cam going so high? Four seems a little high in dynasty, but considering Raheem <laughs> Mostert went right after him, I'm not so sure. Hey, man, uh, Cam Akers, if there's a guy in the NFL who knows to how to play behind a porous offensive line as a rookie, it's Cam Akers. I mean, and the only difference is you don't break tackles like you did in the ACC. Like, you're playing with real big boys. I I love that Cam Akers is literally – he's walking in, most likely going to be the number one running back in my opinion – um, I just don't know how productive he's going to be. It it does scare me considering guys like Chris Carson go later. So, right. Let's take a quick break. Not really a break, but I want to tell you about today's show sponsor, which is betonline.ag with currently no NBA, NHL or MLB. You might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, arms the wrong. Our exclusive partner betonline still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on from their online casino to poker and blackjack as they are bringing the Vegas to you. You don't have to go to Vegas. You can just get on betonline.ag and pretend you're in Vegas virtually, just like the NFL draft happened. So speaking of that draft, are you missing the NFL? No problem. BetOnline has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations that you can wager on. You can bet on Madden simulations. You don't have to watch the games. You can watch the virtual games and bet on those. That kind of sounds like fun. I'm kind of I interested don't hate in that. that. And if you're into entertainment betting, you can also bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's wow. Hot Dog Eating Contest, which is pretty cool. All open, 24 hours a day, and all online. You don't have to wait in the ticket line. You're not betting on horses. You go straight to betonline.ag, bet on any of this stuff. Visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive your new welcome bonus with promo code CLNS50. That's CLNS50. Bet online, your online wagering solution. Now back into this draft. All right, so we're, we're at 402 with Raheem Mostert. Um, Man, that's still a timeshare. Run heavy timeshare, but still, yeah, run still heavy a timeshare. Time and I, I, I've got my concerns about this pick. I mean, it, you've got Coleman still there. Um, it seems like every other game you end up with someone you've never practically never heard of with two touchdowns. Freddie Wilson Jr. You know, someone's going to end up with just random touchdowns uh, that that's going to lead away from Mostert. The bright side is they don't have Breida to do it, so it it does it, it definitely bumps his value a little right. bit. Then you go to uh, Beckham, OBJ. Um, that was me. I, I, I'm, I'm not a Beckham guy. Me neither. But, I mean, the name value and the possibility. I mean, he still could finish as a top five guy. He's got the ability. I don't think he will. 
but I'm taking the chance that I'm wrong by selecting Odell Beckham yeah. at 403. And that's probably the lowest he's went in a draft in his career. Oh, I guarantee it. With that being said, like we've got to realize that through five weeks, you could be trading Odell Beckham Jr. for DeAndre Hopkins. Like an even up trade after five a, weeks. If he you has know what a I mean? fast start, absolutely. I mean, and, and someone might be approaching you over it because Hopkins may not assimilate to the offense as quickly as they think. But and that's exactly the chance I'm willing to take there with him. Yeah. So I like that analogy. Uh, we got A.J. Brown going right after Beckham. I'm um, okay with it. Upside and chemistry with Tan, uh, Tannehill. We I'm, loved A.J. coming out. So. A lot of people are high on A.J. Brown. I'm actually shocked that he fell to the fourth round. I know it's a startup, but I was a little bit surprised. I guess there's not a ton. I, I would probably take him over Allen Robinson, um, but not a ton of uh, receivers that you know went above him that I don't agree with. Right. Um, Thielen, Dan sniping me with Thielen. Uh, dude, Dan, you're a dick. Uh, man, it's it's a dart throw still, though. I mean, the, he's going to be good, but... You've got injury concerns with most of these longer? guys. I know he's like 30-31, but Adam Thielen could catch 140 balls this year. Wouldn't wouldn't even surprise me. He's going to get targeted a ton until Justin Jefferson builds up some rapport. Which could take a minute. Yeah. So uh, it could be another situation where through week, you know five weeks, six weeks, he's, he might be wide receiver one overall. Right. Um, you took Juju next, which I, I think is uh, – I think it's fine and it's not. Like, it's fine and and it's not. Like, Cortland Sutton, I probably would have taken Cortland over him. Amari Cooper, I would have taken Amari over him. Yeah. Keenan Allen, I thought about Keenan Allen in the Odell Beckham spot at 403 as opposed to 411 where he actually went. But Juju with Big Ben is elite. Maybe. We got one year. I mean, that's okay. That's, but then that's one the year bad with, part. One year without him, with a bunch of trash cans throwing him the, the football. I mean, nobody was producing in that offense. I nobody. Got, James Conner. Nobody. Quarterback wasn't producing. No receiver produced. He had hit and miss moments. But Juju is a clear cut, clear cut uh, one number one overall receiver, and I just love where he, you know, his high end potential here. You give me one good, you give me one bad. I'm a little down on you. I, I need. I need more on the scale for you than against you. So I am a little bit worried about Juju. Glad you took him. But it could pay big dividends. He also has, he's kind of like Beckham, kind of has top 10 potential. We just don't know what's going to happen. Cortland Sutton goes after him. Deshaun Watson at 408. That's kind of a steal at this point. I mean, a lot of people consider him to be up there with the elite. So to get him at 408, not so bad. I'm still I'm a wait on a quarterback guy though. It's like so hard. I am too, unless Mahomes falls to the second, then I'm oh. I'm pouncing. Oh yeah. But Chris Carson, that's a little scary at four oh nine, but again it could pay dividends. Then you got Amari Cooper and Keenan Allen, great picks at ten and eleven in my opinion. Then we got Mark Ingram. I've forgotten about man just because of JK Dobbins, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram's still probably got two thousand yard seasons in him, in my opinion. Just so we're, you know, we're clear, I'm not checking my text messages. My computer just all of a sudden went black. No, you're good. We do what we want. We yeah. do whatever we want. Uh, but Mark Ingram goes 412. That That's a little late for me. I mean, I, I get it. He's 30. It, it's, it's probably okay for some, but I still have love for Mark Ingram. Mark Andrews goes next. I think Mark Andrews is fine. We, he gave us a great season. He's going to give us another one. Where do you think he finishes as, like, is he a top, top five. five? Top five. Yeah, that, top that, five. I'm with you. Yeah, absolutely. 100% top five. I, I, To me, he's he's just kind of a surprise. I mean, Kelsey took a minute to get going. Yeah. Kittle took a minute to get going. One, like one ha- season. Half of a season. Uh, 
Mark Andrews already got going, and I, I don't think he's slowing down. I think Mark Andrews is going to be one of the best tight ends in the league for a long time. So I love it. If you, if you look back on the early episodes, I called that. Just Truth. You know that. Calvin Ridley. We love Calvin Ridley. I was so mad about that pick, man. Yeah. So so mad. We're, I wasn't happy like, Five picks later, I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh my God, Calvin Ridley's going to fall to me, and he doesn't. Yep. I wasn't happy either. So then we've got... Devin Singletary going at 503. Here's here's where it starts getting dicey. So we got Ingram. Uh Carson, I um that that may have been where we start getting dicey just because of the injury. But Devin Singletary is a true I need a running back. He's the best one left dart throw because you got Zach Moss in Buffalo now too, which we don't know exactly how it's going to pan out. You either like one or the other and you got to roll with it. chance have his that uh fantasy fuels roster pulled up. No. Okay, I'll get it pulled up here in a second. I'm just wondering if that might be his first running back or his, or just his second running back off the board. It's a, If you go to the top, it'll show you all the rosters. Hmm. If you're on the draft page. Might have to look. But in, in, anyways, Devin Singletary goes. Jerry Judy goes. I love Jerry Judy, but no. Stefan Diggs went after Jerry Judy. Thank you. Thank you. What the hell's going on? I, I wonder if that's... I love Jerry Judy. Yeah, but I, I the only justification I have on taking Judy over Diggs is the concern that that Josh Allen's not going to throw the ball uh, enough to be effective with Judy and Brown or not Judy and Brown Diggs and Brown. Like is is that if that's your concern? Like I, I get it, but th- then like Keyshawn Vaughn goes <laughs> fantasy fuel took Zeke and Ceh by the way before okay. even getting close okay. to Devin Singletary. So just just punt wide receiver, huh? Uh, no, Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, Jalen. Uh, I won't go in. Cooper, Evans, Perryman punted it a little. I I don't like Cooper. I think if I it, like if, Cooper. if anybody gets their their targets cut into, I do think it's Cooper. The inconsistency. See, I think Gallup and I think Gallup and Lamb are just going to have to fight for him. I think Cooper's still the guy. I think Gallup's still the best receiver on the team. True. I think he'll be the best receiver on the team at least through this year because I do think Lamb's special. Right. But Jerry Judy, that was shocking. Stephon Diggs in the fifth round, probably a steal. I don't give a damn that he's on Buffalo. Josh Allen it, it takes a little step forward each year. He's never had anyone like Diggs. No. He I mean, hasn't. Literally, he's had deep ball John Brown. Yeah. And everybody thought, oh, well, John Brown's the new guy. No, we knew he wasn't going to be. Mm-hmm. We knew Buffalo wanted someone else, and they got him. Stephon Diggs at 505, absolute steal. Great job, Corey. This is one that I missed. I didn't know Keyshawn Vaughn went at five oh six, and I think it's garbage. Yeah, I, I like I, I think that's and that's Matty Ice, and I'm sorry, Matt Bruning. Keyshawn Vaughn at five oh six. I I just I I don't agree with it. I'd have rather had Kareem Hunt that went at five oh nine. I'd have rather had David Montgomery easily at five twelve. David Montgomery at five twelve. This is a guy that's primed for a second year leap. And he goes after Keyshawn Vaughn. Now, I will give you one thing. Matt Bruning loves Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah. He was high on him before the draft, so he believes in him. So I'll give you a bit of a pass there. But even if you believe in a guy, you're going to pass on David Montgomery. I'm sorry, Ronald Jones to me, currently, until we see what happens in a training camp, Ronald Jones is the guy. Peyton Barber is gone because Ronald Jones took the next step. Keyshawn Vaughn was drafted because they had no running back depth. I, Ronald Jones is the guy. I'm literally agreeing with every point. So we'll see what happens and how it shakes out. 
To be it's, the man, you got to beat the man, and he hasn't beat Ronald right. Jones yet. It's, I, it's not can, a K-maker situation. And I am not saying Ronald Jones is like going to be some great fantasy stud, but he will. But neither was Peyton Barber. No. You know what I mean? But like, Ron, Ronald Jones will have his best year this year. I don't know if that means it's going to be great. I don't know if that means that Keyshawn Vaughn's not going to be right behind him stat-wise. I just, Ronald Jones has earned the right from a, from a leap last year. Not a major one, but a, a, a leap. I just don't like Keyshawn Vaughn that early, especially when you look at David and Montgomery. I'm very high on Montgomery. Kareem Hunt is pretty damn good, and he's only got one year left in Cleveland unless they sign him again. He's reproven himself in the league. Yep. yep. And he's young. So just don't love that. But do we after Keyshawn Vaughn, Robert Woods. Dude, how, how does Woods fall this far? It, it's just it's name recognition. It, I was gonna say that it is a pure rank name recognition issue with, with Woods, because to be honest with you, he's good enough. And doggone it, people he, like he's him. He's dang good. Like back to back seasons, and I don't have the numbers in front of you, but it's like Worst of the two seasons was 86 yard or 86 receptions and like 1136 yards. That's the worst of the two seasons. I, we are playing PPR guys, and for him to fall that far, especially with some of the rookies went ahead of him, I'm just like, I get we're playing dynasty and we're looking at upside, but I'm my guy's still going to be good for two or three years, right? I, I'm feeling like I'm competing right now, you know. And Woods was my second or third wide receiver. Yeah, Woods is a great pick at 507. Uh, DJ Chark, I'd rather had Woods over Chark, just me. Uh, that was a coin flip for me, uh, though. It, it is. It truly is. The, so Dan Rozier made the right pick with DJ Chark right after. And you sons of bitches stuck me in a position where I drafted two picks. Two picks after DJ Chark. I drafted Tyler Lockett. I literally said in I know. 2019. Anybody but Tyler Lockett. Oh, I specifically said Tyler Lockett is not a fifth round pick in startups. I specifically said that. He's barely. I said it was too early. And then I go and I do it. Son of a bitch. So Tyler Lockett, I drafted him. It was a value thing. I liked him more than T.Y. Hilton that went after him. Hello. Oh, Hello? What's up? Hey. What's going on tonight? Just recording. I actually forgot we had the number posted on the live stream. What's up? Who oh, we got? Oh, my name's Dave. I'm calling from Canada. How you doing? Canada. Love Canada. Kind of want to move there. We're doing great. Oh, okay. Well, it sounds like your show's over, so I'll call back again. Oh, no, 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 no. We're right in the middle no. of it, brother. Say what you wanted to say. He's gone. He already hung up. He's gone. You you can call back, for real. So, anyways, I forgot it was up there, but it's still fun to have call-ins. Uh, anyways, so Tyler Lockett, I was, man, he hung up. Talk to us. It's fine. Yeah, Ty seriously. So, I took Tyler Lockett. I'd rather had him over T.Y. Hilton. Uh, DK Metcalf. I was really juggling between DK and Tyler Lockett. DK went at six Oh one. I took Lockett at five ten. I was on the fence. I think I would have probably taken DK Metcalf. I really thought about it. I really, really did. And, and, and we, we will admit our faults. We admit we were wrong with DK Metcalf. Um, it, it turns out he, if you watch his games, he's still not crisp. He still has some, some tightness in his hips. 
I mean, his out routes are veers instead of cuts as far as that goes. But, man, DK, he, he turned it on last year, and he showed that he can be an absolute monster. And you know what? Uh, I just – it's going up from here. He's got one of the best deep ball throwers in the league and outbodying people, and ain't nobody got a body like him. Right. Now, <laughs> that sounded a little weird. Ain't nobody got a body like you, DK. I'm going back to my old job at gynecology and hooping, just hooping. You have the right parts when I take a look. So, yeah. anyway, James Conner goes 602. This is where sixth round, this is exactly where you take a shot yeah. on a James Conner, who literally today, Mike Tomlin was talking about how when, when healthy, James Conner's a bell cow. So if he can stay healthy, this is a high upside pick at 602. We're a year removed from running back four overall? Right. And and they did not I mean they drafted Anthony McFarland and we like McFarland There's to an concerns. extent, but yeah. but there is make no mistake. Anthony McFarland did not get drafted to take James Connor's no. job. No, no, no. Anthony McFarland got drafted to potentially grow into that kind of role if Connor can't stay healthy. It could be a little sooner than people expect could because be. I mean Anthony McFarland, I mean he's he's a pedigree guy. I mean he's he's got it all the speed, the, the cut, you know, NFL family. Like he could eventually work into that role, but I don't think it's going to be early this year at all and if if Connor's performing, it's not going to be this year at all anyway. Right. You know, obviously there's some some injury concerns with Connor, but th- you know what? There's injury concerns with every guy in the NFL. Everybody has bad knees and everybody has a shoulder that's messed up. It, that's kind of true. You're hitting giant, you know, a Superman out there. These guys aren't aren't real humans, you know? Right. So DK, James Connor, good picks in my opinion. Then I had to turn around after taking Tyler Lockett and I went Devontae Parker, another guy that I do not love, but the value was there. And this one. This is why I love that we have these Homer guys. Pick. No, it's not. Homer, I don't Homer, even love Devontae Homer Parker. Yeah, I still, year you love Devontae Parker. I still think he's lucky to get all those balls. When he, when, I'm still, I still think he's lucky to catch that main jump balls because he still can't separate. The guy still can't separate, and I like separation. We've talked about this. This is why we love Jerry Judy. Devontae Parker still can't separate. So I picked him because, honestly, there's no competition in Miami that could – Make Devontae Parker not the number one there. So, and in theory, to a you know, if if he's gonna play this year, which I believe he will, um, you know, I mean, th- yeah, they could sit him, but man, Tua is oh, a, they'll sit him until an Fitzpatrick sucks and they know the line's good enough to protect Tua, yeah. And, and they address the line like crazy in this draft. This is one Love of the, it. this was a great draft for the Dolphins. Love it. Um, Tua's great and he can put it, I mean. He can Excuse put me. it where Parker he, he can looks, catch it. He looks great coming out. Right. Um, and he can put it where only Parker's going to come down with it. Yeah. And I was on the fence again between Parker and Jarvis Landry. And this is why this draft is working out. Because the guy I'm on the fence about, like choosing between the two, multiple times in this draft, I picked the guy that I decided on. And the guy I was thinking about went right after. So Jarvis Landry goes right after Parker. I'm still on the fence about whether I Former made the teammates. right picks. Still on the pick, they're still on the fence because Jarvis Landry is basically PPR money. Yeah, oh yeah. So I, I still am on the fence. I went with the slightly higher upside of Devontae Parker. Then Tyler Boyd goes. I'm not sure about this one anymore. So one thing, so not to catch off on the the Boyd thing, but Landry, I do think Baker bounces back. 
I do too. I think he's going to have a much better year. Part of why it, I took o- Odell. Kind of one of those that you forget about his sophomore season, and you know he kind of hits hits it back on the trajectory he looked like he was going to be on after his rookie year. Um, I think Baker's going to be fine, and I don't hate Landry. And I, I I value you know your opinion on him and Parker. I personally would have taken Landry just on the the, the quarterback situation as it stands. Totally understand. So, um, but boy, I thought I thought for a while on that one. So, I really did. So, Boyd, where you got him? Boyd, see, the problem to me with Boyd, they just draft T. Higgins. A.J. Green somehow still stays in Cincinnati, which floors me. And even though it's a lesser name, Alden Tate is still there. Now, Tate had an okay season as well. So, unless Joe Burrow's bringing that LSU offense with him, I don't know about Tyler Boyd quite yet. I would have rather had Terry McLaurin, who you took right after him. You were probably stoked that oh, Tyler dude, Boyd I was, went there. I was taking Terry McLaurin over uh, Parker, Landry, yeah. Boyd. Quarterback situation aside, Terry McLaurin had a great rookie season with trash-ass quarterbacks. So if Dwayne Haskins takes a step, wouldn't you think Terry McLaurin probably will too? The last few weeks, Haskins looked good. Let's not talk about that. Listen, I want to say he was like number two in the NFL in uh, in passer rating over the last three weeks. Music. Um, I just think he's going to be good. You love Baker. I love I, I love Haskins. I mean, it is what it is. I don't love Baker. I will tell you, I had a I, I was tore between McLaurin and Gallup, and my my hope was that somebody was afraid of CD Lamb. So that's the reason I took McLaurin where I got him. Uh, followed up with uh, Matty Ice, of course. He takes Baker. Do you care to talk about Haskins for another minute? Why? I mean, just just about how you think he's going to be pretty good. He is going to be good. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you Haskins is going to throw 50 touchdowns a season, but he is going to be oh – let's see, who else in the division? He's probably going to be – upwards the first or second best quarterback in the division by the end of next year and coming out you loved him right yes you thought he would break the rookie touchdown record hey first off bad team special place in your heart for it they they struggled they struggled all year um and he didn't start for the biggest part of the year you throw him in on spot duty whenever the the other team's dominating and he's got to go heave up you know a long ball to try to hope in a prayer yeah you know what he threw some interceptions but once he got the start, the interceptions went away. You're 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 on the back row fantasy show live. How can we help you tonight? Hello, hi. I was just calling in. I'm a big fan of the show. I appreciate and I wanted that. to ask you guys this opinion. <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys' this opinion. How do you guys feel about Debo going in the sixth round eleven in your mock draft? Oh, what's up, Reginald? Uh-huh, my guy. You know what? I like it. <laughs> I, I actually like it too, because to me, Debo Samuel was just a tick behind A.J. Brown, so to get him that much later than A.J. Brown, and he's a weapon. Samuel Debo, Debo Samuel, I do that I all the that time. I, I know, I love that. it. He he's still gonna get he's gonna get carries. Matt Bereda's gone, so Debo's still gonna be that Swiss Army knife. I love Debo. Our favorite receivers, like well, wait, mine, my top two receivers last year was A.J. and Debo. So I have zero qualms about Debo at six eleven. I actually loved it. And thanks for calling in. And go check out the Oakland, uh, the not the Oakland. God bless America. Las Vegas Raiders. The, the back row Raiders show. It don't even have Las Vegas in the title. Hey, uh, seriously though, to point out with Debo, um, I would take 
Debo probably right behind McLaurin and right ahead of Michael Gallup. Yeah, I think it's and, a and great all spot. of those above uh, Parker Landry Boyd. It's a great spot. Yeah, I think um, um, Gallup was there, still there, but it's a lot of mouths to feed. And I looked at I agree. San Francisco isn't going to throw the ball a ton, but who is their number one? Kittle, right? Yeah. So I, absolutely, the Defunto is Devo Samuels. And then I followed that up, and I just picked up Emmanuel Sanders. I had Keenan Allen high in age. I needed a young guy right there. Sanders is so going to have my process of thinking. And Sanders is going to have a great season. You may not get more yep. than one, but he's going to have one absolutely yep. solid fantasy season. I've been picking him up everywhere I can. I I love Sanders' fit in New Orleans as well. Beautiful. I mean, they haven't this, had a number two there forever. A, uh, Ever like what Ted Ginn was their only legitimate ish number two, and he's I mean, Kenny Stills at one time, maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's never going to face not not only not the best cornerback, but he's also not going to get safety uh, shade on his side. I mean, Sanders is going to be a, a baller pick, absolutely. Yeah, um, last question. Um, I haven't been hearing too much about you know, I, I got a soft part for the Dawsons in my heart. Oh. Will Preston Williams be ready at the start of the season? Hey, it's, Are we looking at a Rashad Penny situation? It's called it's called pity. That's the term you look for. That soft spot is pity. <laughs> but I don't know if uh, Preston Williams will be ready. But what I will tell you about Preston Williams is if he, he we, was the best receiver on the team. If times. we knew for a fact he was going to start season, he should have been the, way higher on this list. Wait a minute. Let's make sure Reginald's not on the clock before we I go be, talking about Preston be. Williams. <laughs> He might be. How was? I just, I just picked. I'm off now. All right, all right. No, I, no, I just picked Preston Williams. I don't believe Preston Williams will be there to the start. I, I think he'll miss the first three to four games. But as soon as he comes back, the he can get open. Devontae Parker really can't. Devontae's a high ball guy. Preston, Preston Williams, Williams is a monster. <clears throat> Preston Williams is going to be a, a pretty damn good player if he can keep his head on straight. As long as he don't go all. Uh, Quentin Dunbar and, and, and DeAndre Baker, and DeAndre Jesus, Baker on DeAndre. people, you know. Yeah, but that's that, another that was, podcast. Yeah, that's <laughs> another podcast. So someone get Dan yeah. on here. You guys take care. Thanks. Keep for up the in, great man. work, and I'll try to call in as, as whenever I can. I, I got to get you guys a schedule down because I, I love catching you guys on Twitch. I'm actually watching you guys. Right it's now. all Good over work. the. It's been all over the place. Me and Arms haven't sat in the same room in a, a while it's because like a of all this half. crap. Yeah. So. Usually Friday nights, usually nine thirty. We started early just because we could, and yeah, that that that's what it is. But thanks for calling in. Thanks for doing the Raiders show. It's a damn good show. Yep. And if you go follow the network, the tell tell them exactly the name because I've drank a few and I know it's the network <laughs> with a thirty three in it. But tell them where to go. Yeah. Because you on Twitch, that's some good shit too. Like I enjoy that and I watch it when I can. So. Tell everybody where to find you on there, not just for the Raiders show, but everything you do. You got it. You guys can um, check. Come find me at, um, if you're looking for me, look for TH33Network1. That's the best way to say it. You can find me on Twitch, I mean, on, on Twitter, and from Twitter, you can find me everywhere. That's probably the easiest route. YouTube, Twitch, Instagram. Come on and join the fun. I'm having a good time, a great time, hanging out with the Back Row Network. Yes, he does have a good time. No matter what he's doing, it's a good time, and it's enjoyable to watch. Thanks, Reginald, man. Thank you a ton. All right. Thank you. Take care. And he, his Twitch is on another Ooh. level, too. Like, our Twitch is... <laughs> Sorry, the love the love triangle's over with you, <laughs> you, uh, you and Dwayne and Terry. 
but and Darius guys, so, and Darius guys, but too. our our Twitch is shit compared to Reginald's Twitch. He's got the green screen. He's got all kinds of. It looks good. Good fucking props up to Reginald. So back to this draft. I'm excited tonight. Oh, finally, I, I'm loving this. Finally, if y'all ain't loving it, I'm sorry, but I'm having a freaking blast. Yeah, it's a good time. So Terry McLaurin, you picked him. Then we have Baker to Matty Ice. He's a Browns fan. It makes perfect sense, and it's a fine pick at six oh seven, in my opinion. It's not wonderful. I would have taken Kyler Murray first because I love Kyler Murray. I would have went Kyler Great Murray. pick not taking Kyler Murray and taking Baker. Got DeAndre, I, I I Larry Fitz, Kirk, way. Christian Kirk, or, or as Dan calls him, <laughs> Christian Cook. I love it, Dan. Thank you. We love Dan. He's from Australia. It's hey, not as far. Get, He's a British did, Texan. Did you mention Ertz? Ertz is the, the TE3. I haven't got that six? far. I haven't yes, got that did. far. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. I talked about Baker, and oh, I would have rather okay. had Kyler. I haven't even talked about that atrocious pick at 608 that could pay off. Yeah. It could. could. It could. He, he didn't look like himself. David Johnson at uh, 608. Uh, obviously, there's a reason why Kenyon Drake is the running back in Arizona now. Um, but with that being said, who's in Houston? Right. I mean, who else is in Houston? And it might be still be the question, who the hell's in Houston? You got DJ and DJ, uh, Duke Johnson, David, uh, and David Johnson. So it could be interesting. I don't like it. Um, that's just me. I, I'm not a David Johnson fan. Even after his big year, I passed on him in every draft I had a position drafting at. Yeah, th this is going to be a volume type of situation. Like David Johnson might finish okay due to volume. But make no mistake, you're not getting a David Johnson season. You're not getting 20 touchdowns at David you're Johnson. You're not getting it. It's not happening. David Johnson is not going to finish as a top 10 fantasy running back. You might get 15 to 20 range. You might, based on volume. Now, with you that might. being said, we're, we're in the sixth round. Yeah. Almost every running back of value is gone right now. Truth. And it, it's, a, it's a dart throw. And the, the my biggest knock on David Johnson is, like, it, he was traded for – Nook, I mean, like one reason why he would have a little bit of a cleaner uh, box to, to deal with is gone. You know, yeah, they got some yeah. fast guys. One of them can't stay on the field. No, I will say, stay on the field. I will say when I scroll through and look at some of the other running backs, I don't hate the David Johnson pick. I'm with you. It's just a dart throw. It's a shot in the dark. It's a rainbow in the dark. Shot in the dark. You're too late. It's a rainbow in the dark. I just don't love it. But I hate some of the picks at running back afterwards, so we'll get there. But Kyler Murray, great pick by Cuckler at 609. Zach Ertz, a fine pick at 6, 6.10, or the 610, as Arms calls it. Uh, by, so, by the way, so uh, I do want to talk about Corey. You go ahead. I he's got Dalvin, he's got Drake, and he's got David Johnson. And he, to his credit, he... After possibly what I think is, you know, a couple questionable decisions. Obviously, Dalvin's chalk, right? He's, he's going to be great again uh, as long as he stays healthy. But he didn't stop addressing the uh, the position. And, I mean, if you take a questionable-ish player, that's what you've got to do. Keep addressing the position. And, you know, what? I mean, that, that's just that's just good drafting right there. You know, you, if you reach a little bit, you just keep going at it. Agreed. So... Ertz, great pick. As we talked to Reginald Debo, I think it was a fine pick. I have zero qualms about that whatsoever. Dak Prescott. Me and you, not not big-time Dak Prescott fans, but Dak Prescott goes. 
weapons though man oh yeah absolutely Jesus this is a this is a drew lock kind of situation but dak prescott's proven and lock is not so i actually can't hate it the one thing i hate about it is though, the next pick or couple picks later russell wilson i hate that like why russell wilson has weapons too lock it's fine dk looked fine definitely when he's on the field they brought uh greg olson, olson. in yep they, they've got they've got running backs galore. DJ Dallas, they got DJ. Dallas, they got baby. DJ Dallas. Michael Bauer, DJ freaking Dallas. They got DJ fucking Dallas. They got <laughs> that's his middle name is fucking actually. They got they got uh, Homer. I can't remember his first right, Travis Homer. Travis Homer. No, no. They they've got that's what you feel like if you got to start that guy. You're like no, absolutely. So I we seven, Dak, seven, Dak's one. fine. Uh, next picks Brandon Cooks. Then it goes to wilson uh, so i didn't want to leave brandon cooks out cooks was taken by a texans fan i'll, I'll say that it but, was Bran branson who does the back row texans show and i don't i don't hate cooks obviously year after year after year it's a thousand yards right and it's like you know he's he's been productive um i just don't know if he can ever be like a true uh wide receiver one anymore and i don't think he ever really was if was he's just, gonna if he's gonna do it now's the time yeah. there's your chance you you got uh, again, you upgraded quarterback wise. You went from Goff to to uh, Watson. Oh, so, yeah. so your your chances now. You're on a team full of injury riddled receivers and Will Fuller and Kiki Kuti. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, Brandon Cooks far and away the healthiest guy on the team, and that's saying something because he wasn't the healthiest guy on the Rams. So <laughs> he just upgraded <laughs> on in a, a team ton full of, of injured uh, wide receivers. He was right, the, wasn't the healthiest one. So after Russell Wilson, we got Josh Allen at the seven hundred three. That's another one. Do I think I take over Dak and maybe maybe, maybe over Wilson? I don't know about that. I mean, it, it's close between because you got that rushing right. Yeah, and, and and we're getting a run on quarterbacks, and this is something else. And for the 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 casual listener, the non fantasy, we're not experts by any stretch imagination, but the non fantasy veteran, think of how many quarterbacks have went so far. It's not a lot. No, it's we're not. in the seventh round. And just a handful of quarterbacks have went. What's that tell you about what people who are true veterans at this at, at this game, you know, 20-some years apiece with me and Barker, I mean, we, we've been doing this a long, long time, and a lot of these guys that we're drafting with have been doing this a long time, and we're all waiting. I mean, the biggest part of us are waiting, and that's not sees that, that huge value. I would, I would be. Value, I would be waiting. If I didn't get Mahomes in the second – I would still be waiting. And I will say Lamar that. Jackson, you know, in the first, I, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. I get your your thought process. You know, between him and Mahomes, you basically have them, and then there's everybody else, and it's a pretty damn wide margin. Right. So uh, that, that's my thought on it. Um, between, after this first two go, there's a, there's a chasm right. between quarterback one, two, and then the third one. And I don't hate it. Josh Allen is a fine pick in the seventh round. Rob Gronkowski goes next. You got to bank on that, right? I mean, I, I'm sorry. So, so your elite tight ends are gone. Kittle's gone. Kelsey's gone. Uh, Ertz is gone. You've got a guy. I already got the report. I get it. I, I understand. Well, I'm just saying. He's, I'm he's say, Tom like, Brady's boyfriend. I understand. If, if this is if your team looks good on paper at all your starting positions, and you get to 704, and those three tight ends are gone. Rob Gronkowski's there. You have a chance to. You you just maybe got the number one tight end for twenty twenty. I mean, so so it's this possible. So that's Cuckler's team. So he's got Breeze and Kyler. He's got Carson, Tariq Cohen, um, Josh. Uh, excuse me, he didn't have Cohen at that point in the draft. I don't think. Um, he's got Josh Jacobs. So he's fine at running back. 
But receiving Michael Thomas, absolute superstar. Uh, Cooper Cup, obviously he ha- he's great. And then he's he's the one who took Jerry Judy. Um, I I think at this point, for me, considering you still got you know no fan on the board at this point, you know I, I'm waiting probably a little bit to hope Gronk falls to me. But that's just me. It's your team, brother. Yeah, I I don't think he would have. But I, but I get the logic. I mean, he went I, he he went close after. I get the logic, but Kyler has a chance to be special. Mm-hmm. Chris Carson is really good when he's on the field. Josh Jacobs, to me, his team looks okay. Oh, Jerry yeah. Judy, Christian Kirk, Cooper Cup, Michael I, Thomas, Gronk. I'm okay with the my pick qualm there. with Gronk. And, and a lot of people have. I mean, like I said, I've got bets out there. Two people said Gronk will be both Kittle and Kelsey this year. He's. And I, I told him I said he's both of them are going to be. I said he's no higher than tight end three, and maybe. But the if touch, he's tight end three, that's yeah, it's fine. Good. Maybe Gronk gets enough end zone looks to be there with them. They got two other monsters in the red zone. Though. That's the problem. And, and they've and, got OJ Howard, which he's still he's had his moments. And and Tom's young. And Tom, I still think OJ Howard's gone before the start of the season. But Tom, Tom Brady is what. 42, 43, know, 167. He it's just, it's not going to keep working forever. It may work another year. I don't know. But anyways, AJ Green went after Gronk. I, I just don't believe in AJ Green anymore. Yeah. I, I just don't have faith that he's going to put together a healthy, good fantasy season. It just doesn't, I, I, I don't see it. I, here's, here's my disagreement. I think AJ Green could have played last year and just refused to with the shambles that team was in. Wanted and, to be healthy, fully healthy. Yeah, he wanted to be fully healthy, and then they bring in Burrow. You Possible. Their their offensive line is going to be back to you know healthy. It's one of their draft picks coming back. Uh, mix like I don't mind it. They you know add in uh, T Higgins. Like AJ Green's probably going to have the least coverage he's ever had in his career. It's another dart throw. So I, it, he could come back to relevance. I, I, think I he's a value worry. set in the seventh round is what I'm getting at. Okay, I I don't hate it. I just don't like it. Uh, Noah Fant, Gronk before Fant. I'm fine with that. Michael Gallup. I disagree. That was, I think I think Fant's number three or tight end this year. Yeah, but too yeah, soon. I get it. Too soon. Uh, again, competition. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay. I understand. A lot of targets. I understand. A lot of targets. A lot of mouths to feed. Michael Gallup. Speaking of those mouths to feed, you took Gallup seven oh seven before people, Edelman. People were afraid of the CDL, baby. Before Edelman. This guy's coming off of a 66, 1106 touchdowns. And I firmly believe, if you look at the numbers, games played, he's the best wide receiver on that team. I do think CeeDee Lamb, talent-wise, is has the potential to be better than Gallup. But I think Gallup's already better than Amari Cooper. Man, you just, you add, you add Lamb there, and I just don't know how, but I, think I don't that, know how he can I keep think it up. So, Witten's gone. Right, so those tar- he was so? not a big factor, right? So what little targets he had, I mean, who are they going to throw it to? Blake Jarwin, you know. So he's he's underrated. Yeah, but they're not throwing to Blake Jarwin outside of those three receivers. Blake Jarwin. <laughs> so you've got uh, basically a four thousand yard passer. You got three receivers that have thousand yard potential at least, and I think Amari Cooper's inconsistency is what's going to kill him. That, I think that's how Cooper's value falls, how uh, Gallup ends up as as kind of the, the top man in the pecking order. And I think by the end of the season, it goes Gallup, it goes CeeDee Lamb, and I think Cooper is the third option in that offense. And next year, in my opinion, I think Cooper is gone, and I think you have two legitimate wide receivers. just signed ones. a $100 million deal. They're, they're, what kind of outs are there, though? 
I know, but my God. What kind of outs are there? Just Jerry Jones isn't an idiot. No, he's not. But I, two years he might be okay. gone. I don't know about one. I just think Jerry Jones ain't throwing damn football. Jerry Jones ain't living much longer. Yeah, Dak Prescott's one out there throwing the football. He's going to throw to who's open. And it's going to be Michael Gallup. It's going to be CeeDee Lamb. Jerry Jones' eyes are milky white. I just don't don't see much life left in yeah, he, he's going He's going downhill quick. And I and I hate to say it. I don't want to di- dive back it, into stop that. Stop it. Anyways. By the so, way, I was going to take Gallup where I took McLaurin potentially. Whew. I was just hoping everyone is afraid of CeeDee Lamb. And they were. They were. It worked out. Julian Edelman goes after Gallup. James White. James White's tricky. What are your th- on both of these players? What are your thoughts now that Brady's gone? Uh, I think Edelman's still fine. He's going to be a security blanket for Stidham or Hoyer. Hoyer would still target him heavily. I, Edelman, I mean, I don't really want to go after him in dynasties, but he still has the potential to be high volume. So, so we're looking at I don't a, hate it. A thirty-three-year-old, five-foot-ten slot receiver doesn't have the guy who delivered him a million balls he was good last year you know that that's my my biggest concern good last year name recognition you might be able to even swing a deal and trade him you just you know the package i don't hate edelman i mean you the key to a successful team is a nice mix of veterans and young guys so you got to have guys like Edelman, and if you can get him at 708 that can be a a starting grocery bagger throwing him the damn ball yeah Stidham could be better than we think. So, White. Then, I was very happy at 710 to go with my first rookie in Justin Jefferson. Now, if you listen to this show, you know that I was not high on Justin Jefferson coming in, but landing spot changes things. Kirk Cousins supports two wide receivers. No one on that team is going to push Justin Jefferson for snaps. You're I guarantee absolutely it. right. It's Thielen. It's Jefferson. Now, you said Thielen could catch 130 balls. Totally agree. I said 140, but... Totally agree, because Jefferson is not guaranteed to be good out of the gate. But if you're going to take a shot, there it is. Hey, whenever I say 140 balls, I don't mean for 1,800 yards. Let's just clarify that. Um, This offense was good enough to support two wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two uh, guys with Diggs and Thielen. I don't. I can't imagine it not being a similar situation with Jefferson, and the Jefferson pick. This could be a two or three years. Justin Jefferson is the highest performing out of this rookie class as far as overall production. You know, long term, we're looking at. I think he's got that like seventy six catch, eleven to twelve hundred yards every season type potential. Yeah, I I don't disagree. So, Justin Jefferson, I was really happy to take him there at seven point one zero. I like him in Minnesota. I don't love him. I, I don't I still think Jerry Judy's head and shoulders above him talent wise, but I was glad to take him there, especially considering uh where's where's my team here? I had Odell and I had Lockett and Parker and essentially Justin Jefferson's my four. He's I'm a, okay with that. He's realistically probably going to be whenever Preston Williams comes back, he might slide into your three because he's developed into that role by by then possible and that's that's what i'm counting that's why you draft a rookie at this point right so matt ryan goes afterwards that's there's one reason you wait on a quarterback there we go you get matt ryan at almost the eighth round carson wentz 500 yard guy yeah carson wentz right after carson wentz is super talented yeah but is that a i know he doesn't stay healthy that says boyer not bauer did he sneak one in on us and take carson wentz no okay (laughs) No, it wasn't Bauer. 
close names, but then Ben Boyer, Bowyer, went C.D. Lamb. So not long after Gallup, C.D. Lamb goes. And I don't hate it because I really do think C.D. Lamb has the kind of talent where he might be the best wide receiver on that team in a year. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Might be. So I don't hate it. You're, that's pure upside. Now what I do hate is Jared Cook at 802. That was Raj. Raj Harder. Jared Cook at 802. I mean, I, I don't like that at all. This this may be the first one that I'm like, no. I mean, just just no. just a few picks down, you have the wide receiver one over the like, last four weeks of the season uh, who's going to be available. We'll get there. So, and th- yeah. this name, if you're if you if you didn't follow real close in the last four or five weeks of the season, the name's going to shock you. It, it really is. Right, Ronald Jones. I took Ronald Jones after Jared Cook. I was happy to take Ronald Jones. I had Derrick Henry. I had Lev Bell. I didn't have a third running back. So Ronald Jones to me a nice dart throws a third running back, and then comes that man. Who is it, Arms? That you were just talking about. Oh, no, we're, we're, we're at Darius Slayton right now. Oh, I thought that's who you were talking about. No, no, over no. The, I'm, over I'm the back the, half of the season, he was yeah, money. I, no, I'm talking about the tight end number three. Or, oh, or number oh one. okay. Okay, well, Darius Slayton, I don't hate it. Uh, there, there currently is no clear-cut wide receiver one in New York. It, that, is a, so, that is a very weird uh, wide receiver room, in my opinion. It is, and Darius Slayton has the potential to come out on top. Yeah, I mean, so, he... There were plenty of times last year he looked like far and away the best receiver on that team, but there was also times last year you're like, did did he play this week? Was he a healthy scratch? It was like two touchdowns or none. But I mean, I, I don't. I mean, we're in eighth round, right? We're getting Darius Slayton, who's you know he's a little bit of a boomer bust, but that was as a rookie. Right. He gets a little bit more consistency under his belt. You know, it starts averaging five catches a game on his low weeks. And all of a sudden, Darius Slayton is creeping into your top 15 wide receiver conversation. Possible. You know, especially with those upside weeks of, of two touchdowns. Right. Very possible. But, but now we get to get, talk about your guy. Tyler Higby. See, I'm I'm all, I'm hands off of the Rams tight end situation I, no matter what. I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but from week 13 – 17 points week 14 12 points and now keep in mind tight end talia tight end landscape is atrocious um week 15 11 week 16 10 and that's against the 49ers and uh week 17 14 i mean he he faced some formidable defenses because 14 of the seahawks then the cowboys and the niners and the cardinals and he he performed and we're looking at uh literally in that time frame 107 yards 116 yards 111 yards 104 yards and 84 yards that was his worst game since week 13 was 84 yards well austin hooper just got drafted in the late 10th i believe And by the way you must not have this no the 11th i'm sorry you don't have this on ppr format with our uh with our scoring because those scores didn't match up but I'm not worried re- about scores. But regardless, that my point, whenever I'm rattling off his scores, I know it sounds low, but then I, I have to look, and that wasn't counting his receptions. In one of the weeks, he had 12 receptions to get that. Right. So that's an extra 12 points added on there. Man, Tyler Higby's going to be special. Now, I know that Everett... He's going to be special? For fantasy purposes? Did you see what he did the last few weeks? I mean, back to back to back to back, 100-yard games? Ah, man, I just don't know. It's you no know longer have Brandon not, Cooks there? It's not enough for me. We got guys like Porkman that loves uh, Van Jefferson. We, we, I'm not sure Van Jefferson beats Josh Reynolds. We, we, Josh Reynolds is still there. 
uh, Everett. I, I just how, I just don't know about Most of these Hickory. guys were playing those weeks. Is my point. I don't believe a damn you know thing what I'm you're saying. saying. You know, like, I just don't know about him. This Higby is for Dan in the eighth round potentially to have a top three or four tight end. Ooh, man, that's pushing it. I I get it because you don't want to believe the name, but look at the last four or five weeks of his season. He was ridiculous. I love finishes as much as the next guy, but I just don't know if if Jared Goff is good. This is also a team. The reason Tyler Higby did that is because for some damn reason. Cooper Cup's usage went way down at the end of the season. Because Higby was open. No, they didn't. No, his snaps went way down at the end of the season. Because they didn't need him. Higby was a star. Jesus. Okay. Let's move on. Darius Geis. seriously, based on the numbers, he was a star. Okay. He was the last four weeks, but I'm not going to extrapolate that to 2020. I can't. Like five consecutive weeks of, I think he it was five consecutive weeks to where he fell no lower than like tight end three on a week. You shall not it change me. It was like me. one, two, one, one, two. Like, dude's been ridiculous. You shall not change my opinion. Anyhow. <laughs> Anyways, so you took Darius Geis right after. Geis is my boy. I know that, health's an issue. Listen, I took Ronald Jones before him, so I can't say shit about Darius Geis. That's fine. It's fine. Uh, I, I, I still believe at towards the end of last year he could have played through the injury. Um, I just think it was a smart play. Why take a guy who's already had some injury concerns and put him back out there when you have nothing to play for? It's fine. We, we they, they actually had the advantage of not playing him. You, you got Chase Young. Right. Yeah, I, zero issues with guys. I mean, it's it's fine pick. Mike Williams at 807, uh, that's fine to me, honestly. Michael Pittman, a guy I love, there's a rookie. Corey, Corey takes Michael Pittman. I, I'm fine with that pick. I love yeah, no. Michael Pittman. Pittman is that that big body guy that they've been lacking in Indy for years. Absolutely. Tariq Cohen goes after that. Tariq Cohen shouldn't be picked yet, and we're in the eleventh round. This is pick eight oh nine. Tariq Cohen shouldn't be picked yet. He he's going to get his catches. Where did he finish last year? The year before, though, he was like top nine. That's twenty. Uh, I think that's, like, I get that's it. Twenty eighteen. I get it. But before I, David Montgomery, Cuckler's even acknowledging BDG. this is his fourth running back, though. At this point, yeah, but I mean, there's there's Sony Michelle's there. Okay, and I don't like Sony Michelle. We both know this, but I think I'm Sony ta- Michelle I'm, had like four catches. I'm just crazy. I'm taking Sony over Tariq Cohen just okay. because of possible volume. So I just I don't. Damian Williams went after Tariq Cohen. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying Damian Williams is going to be wonderful or anything like that. Jordan Howard after Treat Cohen. Jordan Howard could be the early early down back in Miami. He could be the goal line back. So I just don't I don't I just don't know about Treat Cohen. Brashard Perryman, uh, to the Fantasy Fuel podcast. Brashard Perryman, that that's a high upside. That's a dark yeah, I don't I, mean, I don't really hate it. As he his notes, I hopefully he continues to stretch from last season. And yeah, that, and if that is did, what you're doing. You're hoping he does. Could pan out. Evan Ingram, that that's a tight end dart through. I have no problem with that. He's at been 8-11. a top three four guy, and then he's been. Eh. Yep, you're you're fifty fifty. You're getting top ten, or you're getting injury. But we're, we're looking at tight ends though too. Let's right. keep that in mind. So we already talked about Sony Michelle at eight twelve. We're into the ninth round. Sterling Shepard, that's an okay pick there because Sterling Shepard could be the number one guy in New York. We that, don't know. And, and then the following pick, Golden Tate. It is literally wide open, and, and it, they all kind of fell into place in this in the same cluster, so to right. speak. You're also on the clock in this mock draft. So, yeah, uh, yeah Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, back-to-back. 
So Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, any one of them could pace this team and catches. We just don't know. So those are dart throws that I am okay with. They're all fine. Jalen Rager at 903 to Fantasy Fuel on the turn. I'm okay with that because Jalen Rager technically is the best wide receiver on that Philadelphia team. I know you want to say Alshon. But that team hasn't supported a true wide receiver one in a long time. That's 100% accurate. That's the only reason, again, dart throw. Here's what we talked about before the show even started. Cuckler, 904, Antonio Gibson. You hate it. I I despise it. I like it. Man, I get it. It, His comments, Geis is always hurt. AP is old as dirt. Someone's got to secure that job. And if it's it's like a rap song. Yeah, no doubt. Geis is always hurt. You got spaghetti on your sweater already. Man, I just. Gibson going to flirt. With I, 10 TDs. I just feel like like Bryce Love will be the guy who secures that job before Antonio Gibson. I don't even I don't even know if he's healthy. He's I don't even know if he's healthy. Healthy enough. You know, I just feel like there's other value there. I mean, Carryon Johnson's still available. I get Swift's there, but I I just don't think Antonio Gibson is a top three talent on his own team. Here's why I love Antonio Gibson. Here's why I like the pick at 904. I was eyeballing Antonio Gibson. I was hoping to land Antonio Gibson with my pick six picks later. Reason being, he should have still been there. Antonio Gibson was primarily a wide receiver for Memphis. Antonio Gibson is going to be a running back in Washington, but he's also going to do that Chris Thompson thing. That's where he's going. He's going to be. It's not just that. I got you. It's not just that. So Antonio Gibson could play wide receiver easily. The league is slowly turning to weapons. It's slowly you. turning to weapons. Henry Ruggs is a weapon. Yep. I, Antonio Gibson is a very underrated guy. If Antonio Gibson was in this draft in 2019, he might have got drafted as a wide receiver. Gibson, I love guys, but there's got to be another guy. There, yeah. AP is old as dirt. Yep. Bryce Love we just don't know. He could end up being just like uh, Deontay Foreman, honestly. Yeah, you're right. So, Antonio Gibson, he's going to catch balls. It's going to happen immediately. Mm-hmm. He's going to get some runs. I, I see this as a very high upside play. If Darius Geist goes down again, I I love Antonio Gibson. I actually am perfectly fine with the pick. I decided over the last few weeks that Antonio Gibson, after watching more film, was going to be a guy that I targeted everywhere that I missed the opportunity on. Go back and watch film on Bryce Love. You should. Bryce Love's good, but he's you fucking dead. He the was, guy's dead. Dude, he had he was on IR at the beginning of he's last season. Jack Skellington dead. Oh, my God. Get out of here. Jack Skellington. All right, the next pick's Damian Williams. Should have been Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, and, and that's that's an okay pick because if Clyde Edwards Slayer has any kind of a slow start, if he has problems in pass pro, Damian Williams is gonna swoop right it. So it it's a fine it's a it's a perfectly fine pick. The next one I think is a question mark. This is a question Matty mark. Matty Ice takes Brian Edwards. I love Brian Edwards. But I you think you left the number one receiver in Oakland off. I, I think you could take Brian Edwards a solid five rounds later. At least two. At least, At least two. two rounds Minimum. later. Um, I, at this pick, like I would went Henry Ruggs if, I, if if you're going for a wide receiver. Um, there are some other guys that are still available that you know, maybe Jameson Crowder. You know, 
He I, Higgins, maybe. Yeah. Brian Brian Edwards is a nice upside pick, but it's one of those late in the draft upside picks. Hey guys, you want to hear startup. You want to hear while we wait on wide receiver or wait on uh, quarterback? Pick nine oh seven, Aaron freaking Rodgers. Ludicrous. Aaron Rodgers in the ninth round. This is the reason you wait on quarterback. Right. We're talking about a guy just a couple years ago was going in the first. Right. Now they again they got him no weapons, but he a lot ain't of had folk, weapons in years. A lot of folks are high on Alan Lazard. They've got a good running game. They're going to transition a little more, but that's still Aaron Rodgers. Yep. This guy could be dealt after this year. You could be looking at like you could be the Raiders quarterback. Aaron Rodgers in Carolina throwing to Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, and and whatever next wide receiver they draft. I mean, there's Aaron Rodgers. This is the reason you wait. Nine, Jordan. He's Howard. a first rounder a few years ago. Yeah, and then uh, following pick you get Ryan Tannehill. I mean, so last like half of the season, Ryan Tannehill was like a top three quarterback. You know, to get him in the ninth round, kind of the same thing. A great pairing with A.J. Brown, as his notes say. Um, and, you know, the the rapport's only going to build. Uh, from there, we got Deontay Johnson, Daniel Jones, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, a huge upside. Um, uh, Boyer then takes A.J. Dillon, you know, um, obviously, you know, but they drafted him for a reason, in theory. He's a monstrous man. If you haven't looked at him, like, look up how big he is and watch some of his game tape. There's arguments he goes down too early, but he's also, you know, like six foot, 240 pounds. Right. Uh, Darren Waller, top five tied in, you know, in, in Yeah, it's 10. fine this late. It's absolutely fine this late. I, I don't, now that they've got some weapons, I worry that the reason Darren Waller was such a big deal in Oakland is because they didn't have shit to throw to. I, I don't disagree. Now you got Ruggs. Now you got Brian Edwards, if he can stay healthy, and, and Tyrell Williams slots into the, the perfect position, which is a second or third yeah. option. So I don't know about Darren Waller. I I don't, but you got to take that dart throw. Yeah, there, he's got no a huge upside. And your boy, our, everyone's boy, I think, Joe Burrow. Burrow goes to you as your wait backup a minute, Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You skipped, did you skip right over my Deontay Johnson pick at 9 Yeah, I mean, I, just, I said it, but it's Deontay Johnson. And L- listen, he's if, number three on that if team. Juju so. can, if Juju doesn't get it going, Deontay Johnson, Deontay as, Johnson was, as a rookie, couldn't consistently beat James Washington in, as in production. As a rookie. This guy caught one less than 60 balls, just under 700 yards and five touchdowns out of Toledo. This is a high upside potential Antonio that, Brown-like player. Isn't that where uh, where James Conner went to? Toledo? Toledo? No, it was Pitt. Oh, okay, okay. But Deontay Johnson, Juju's probably going to walk. Deontay Johnson was a... I can't believe he lasted till the ninth. I'm I'm pretty high on him, so that's all I'll say because it's not a guarantee. Deontay Johnson could just catch 59 balls again. It could happen. Uh, Backer Steelers then after the Burrow pick takes Dallas Goddard. In my as he puts in my opinion, the best tight end long term in Philly, and I agree with him 100. percent Did you say much about the Dylan pick? I mean, I think that was early. Yeah, a little bit, but let me look at his team. Does he does he have? If you're banking on Dylan being the guy in 2021, it's a fine pick. I mean, and, and we're late. I mean, we're late in the draft at this point, and you're 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 true. You're picking up potential. Um, he does not his his running backs uh, at this point are Cam Akers, AJ Dillon, and Dave Montgomery. You you boy, you may have punted the running back position a little bit, my friend. Just a little. Um, anyway, back to Goddard. Goddard's got real high upside. I love it's a Goddard. a great pick in the 10th round. Exactly. James, great pick. Jameson Crowder, PPR guy. Solid. 
I end up with Henry Ruggs. That's a homer pick entirely. That's fine, no. But in the tenth round, I think it's fine. Yeah, I think that he's a. Uh, I think he's the wide. Clearly, the wide receiver one. That's the plan for him in Oakland. We don't take him where we uh, took him. He was drafted after Las Brian Vegas, Edwards. Excuse me. And we don't take him where we took him to not use him. And then, well, here's the thing. I want to bring this up real quick. Okay. Have you seen a draft where Brian Edwards goes ahead of Henry Ruggs in dynasty rookie drafts? I've not. This is the first no. one. So why the hell does Brian Edwards go way ahead of Henry Ruggs? Yeah. In this startup draft. I don't know. I, I love Brian Edwards. I really do. I think he's got the potential to be better fantasy-wise than Ruggs. But the the fact remains, Ruggs is uber talented. And he can work all three levels. He's not a deep. He's a deep ball guy that right. can do everything. Right. So would I be shocked if Edwards ended up being the guy there and Henry Ruggs was like the complimentary deep threat a la Will Fuller? I wouldn't be shocked. But you still don't take... Brian Edwards ahead yeah, of Henry yeah, Ruggs. I'm, I'm with you. Henry Ruggs was the first wide receiver drafted. You don't take Brian Edwards ahead of him in a startup. You just don't. So continue. Uh, then T. Higgins, love his upside. Um, could could honestly, by season's end, kind of have the almost de facto wide receiver one position lockdown in Cincinnati. I mean, we don't know what A.J. Green's health is. And I, I like Tyler Boyd, but I don't love Tyler Boyd. But, man, T. Higgins most years could have been the number one receiver off the board in the real NFL draft. Carry on's fine in the 10th, but I don't love it He's anymore. still the starter at this point. Mm-hmm. Christian Kirk, probably, I mean, at this That's point. That's why Dan Rozier wants to call in. He said, can I call in? I told him to give me a few minutes, see yeah. if we can get through this. So, Christian Kirk, I mean – I, I'm not a big, huge fan of Kyler, but he's going to have the. I love. It. Yeah, I get it. But he last year kind of was de facto number one because obviously Fitz declining. Um, man, Christian Kirk, he's he's the number two, but I think he's going to be productive number two. You know, I, I don't hate that in the tenth. By the way, we're going to stop this at the end of the tenth round. Uh, about finishing it, Dan. If you want to get a call in, go ahead. Uh, I'll keep rounding out. Um. Fantasy Fuel takes Philip Lindsay. That's just a depth pick at this point. Maybe hoping Melvin Gordon goes down. Our boy Reginald said Brian Edwards will be dropped before he pops. That's not a bad line because it is possible that folks give up on him because it takes a year or two. I I absolutely agree. Reginald, as he mentioned earlier, Emmanuel Sanders at pick 10-11. Love it. That is love it. Five that, that's a starter. That is a starter. Yeah. Now, granted, you're not getting long-term, but that's a fantasy starter. That's a fantasy wide receiver, one, two, or three on your team. It's just, it's a it's a savvy pick. And then to, to round out the 10th, it's Hollywood Brown. And huge upside. I like it. Boomer bust guy, but that's the way we played all, all year last year. I, right. I, I mean, but at, in the 11th round or 10th round, that's great. Now, now we've hyped up some of Reginald's picks. He's a Raiders fan just like you. Are we going to hype up the Hunter Renfro pick at 11.02 or no? No. I think, I think it's I think, a little early. I think Renfro's suddenly got buried. I just think you could have waited. Yeah. Like, it, it's okay to bet on him because if Ruggs, if it's Ruggs and Renfro instead of Ruggs and Edwards, mm-hmm. the pick will – I get it. It's a, it's a solid dart there. Renfro looked good last year. But I think I just think you could have waited. I think it's that simple. You could have waited. I agree. Uh, Denzel Mims goes right after. That's a massive upside pick. This is your boomer bust. This this is your Ramsey's Barden or your or your Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay. That's perfect. Yeah. This is your Ramsey's or your, or your Kenny. So we don't know what it's fifty fifty. 
Yeah, it's exactly what it is. He so, could be great. And Ramsey's wasn't as fast as Mims. I'm not saying that. But Ramsey's Barden was intriguing uh, with his size. Yeah, yeah, it's the same way Mims is. Though. Yeah, So it, but Mims is fast too. But it doesn't translate. That doesn't mean anything. We've had other wide receivers not named Calvin Johnson come out of Georgia Tech that just flopped. Now, I'm not saying Denzel Mims is out of Georgia Tech. What's, He's not. What's the guy's name? I'm just saying size speed guys. Some Stephen Hill flop. Stephen Hill. Stephen Hill. Stephen Hill. Four point Georgia Tech. Four, three, fast three, as hell. Big. Didn't work out. Denzel Mims could be Stephen Hill, or he could be Kenny Galladay. Yeah, but Mims. Mims was Baylor. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm not talking about uh, just okay. purely like, Georgia. I Tech. I thought you were talking like Georgia Tech in general. I'm like the thing with Mims was you know the combine they were talking uh, Calvin okay, Johnson. Okay. Like Got Calvin you. Johnson I comes out of Georgia Tech. Stephen Hill comes out of Georgia Tech. Stephen Hill put up a damn good gotcha. combine. I, so I see where you're going with this. It, it's just the 50-50. You're, you're getting Stephen Hill or Kenny Galladay. Yeah. And then we don't know what yet. Huge so. upside, tremendous downside. Right. But it's boomer bust pick. And that, but that's where that's what you're taking in the 11th round. Right. Drew Brees uh, waiting for a quarterback. 11-04, Drew Brees. Off. Hell yeah. Marvin Jones, that's fine because Marvin Jones keeps producing. It's not exciting, no. but he keeps producing. Austin Hooper, it's fine at eleven oh six, but I don't think it works out. Yeah, I'm TJ Hawkins. A little still bit of a homer, a little bit of a homer pick. And then if you want to end the show, you're up. So who do you want to take, <laughs> buddy? I don't even have the draft board in front of me. You're killing me. Hold on, Dan. If you're still listening, you you've got two minutes. <laughs> Hold on, Dan. You got two minutes. Two minutes. We got to end this show in three. You got two. So we're waiting on Dan while you're looking that up. The show will be ending in just a couple minutes. Just no, There's no value left at running back. I mean, top running back available is Adrian Peterson and then Malcolm Brown. Um, wide receiver, Day-Day, or DD, Day-Day, however you want to say, is still available. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with a, uh, a depth pick here. Oh, man. I Oh, I wish we could get you know, these next three picks off the board on, because I really am dying to talk about my guy that I'm going to take at 11.10. I am going to go with a huge upside guy that has a million question marks around him, and his name is Tua Tugavaloa. I like that. I mean, Joe I'm, Burrow went rounds ago. I'm secure at quarterback with Aaron Rodgers. I've got time to wait on Tua. If Tua develops to what I think he can and will be, I think that this is an absolute steal in the eleventh round. This is a guy that could set the league on fire if he's healthy. Yep. And hey. you got him in the eleventh round, and, and he's you. Yeah, and now I have, I can just start taking dart throws at skill positions from here on out. Absolutely, love that actually. So Dan is up. I really want to get to my guy, but I'm afraid to talk about him on here for fear that someone might pick him up. So. Maybe if you guys want to leave us, that's fine. But I'm going to see if these next two picks happen quickly. Hopefully, both guys that are watching, or hopefully both guys that are up are watching so we can get to them. Give so, us a hint, Barker. Man, I really he, don't want to. What, what position is he? I don't even want to do that. All right, so Dan... First of all, I need you to pick. I have to talk about my next pick. So I need you to make that happen so I can tell our boy Rob 
to make his pick. But you go ahead and say what you wanted to say. But I need you to pick right now. Wait, wait, wait. A pick? What? You're up. You're on the oh, clock, I'm, brother. I'm, I'm, I thought arms was up. I you pissed me yeah. off here. Arms uh, took to a tag of Aloha. I'm so cool. Yeah. In my backup quarterback. Wow. Uh, let's have a look here. I mean, <laughs> Benjamin Victor is available and KJ Hill's available. Yeah. Uh, Sam HO, if you're going alphabetically, <laughs> is uh, readily available. Let's see, what other. Hey, uh, am I doing this responsibly right now or are we doing this? Uh, you do whatever the hell you want. But I want to talk. I'm up in two picks, and I really want to talk about this guy because I made a little point earlier in the show that I did not get to clarify on. All right, so I'm going to take you guy now. Austin Max available too to stick with those Giants wide receivers. Duke Johnson. That's not a bad pick. So we were talking about David Johnson being, you know, volume dependent is the only way he was going to make his mark. If David Johnson goes down like he has been, there's no Carlos Hyde anymore. It's it's probably Duke Johnson getting the load. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Quite a steal on the 11th. Right. So what are you going to bash me on? You've been holding up the queue for about an hour and a half. What are you doing? <laughs> is that the whole reason you wanted to call us? Tell me, hurry the hell up. This is too, man. <laughs> no, honestly, uh, to be honest with you, uh, I think everyone will say that, but I, I actually only started tuning in around about the eighth round. But I, I 100% agree. I did not want to take Tyler Higby. Absolutely not. But he only had four less points than Robert Woods in the same stand. Uh, I think it was like around 11 to around 17. So I was like, that's that's too hard to give up. Higby looked and was, awesome at the and end. And it was right about Austin Hooper as well. So why not why not double down on that? Uh, I like the Duke pick. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, why not? So, it was all right. So Rob is going to pick. He He's contacting me back. He's going to pick. So I'm going to get to put my pick in here. But we uh, – we, we, we can probably uh, talk about how these teams ended up. We'll do a little short segment on the next show. We'll go through the teams out of this mock and, draft because this has been fun. And we can post them, uh, like screenshots of the team as, kind of as they ended up on Twitter and, you know, maybe let you guys grade us, um, it, it, see who the paper champion is, so to speak. Paper champ. I mean, um, the Browns win the draft almost every year, and, you know, that doesn't work out. So, Son of a bitch. Who do you take? No one yet, but I have – there's two guys. I want, I'm want. i just going to talk about both of them. Fuck it. Go ahead. Oh, he's got to pick first. And he, oh, you know what? Rob, as the commissioner of this mock draft, I forbid you to take my guy. Wow. So, listen, here's what I was going to do. We were talking about some tight ends, Austin Hooper – there's two guys on the board I would rather have than Austin Hooper. Reason being, Austin Hooper's changing teams. Yep. Austin Hooper's got o- Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry to contend with and Kareem Hunt. Super athlete David I Jokey. just don't know if Austin Hooper is going to be as good as he was on Cleveland as opposed to Atlanta. Just don't just don't think it's going to happen. So I, I totally we failed at, I failed at that last Nikhil year. Nikhil Harry just went. I like that. 
That's a high upside dart throw. Yep. Ian Thomas was the guy I was going to pick. Okay. I think Ian Thomas in Carolina with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be looking underneath to guys like Curtis Samuel and Ian Thomas. And Ian Thomas looked great without Greg Mm -hmm. Olson. And I was going to pick him, but I can't because Mike Gusecki's still there. Mm -mm -mm. So I went Mike Gusecki. That's not a homer pick. That's a I don't have a tight end pick. It's between Ian Thomas and Mike Gusecki. And Mike Gusecki showed flashes of brilliance last year. So I do want to say Ian Thomas, I think, is a fantastic weight pick. I, I waited on tight end because guys like Ian Thomas and Jake Gusecki are there. Mike Gusecki. Mike Gusecki. Who did I say? Jake? Jake. I don't even well, know. I don't know where is. the hell Jake it's from like State Farm came in. But anyways, you can wait on tight end because there's some high upside picks there. in Ian Thomas and Mike Gusecki. That's all I wanted to do. I like them both better than Austin Hooper because free agent transitions to other teams don't always work out. End of rant. Guys are still value on the board, though, uh, particularly at tight end. Uh, some some Johnu possibly could be good. Will Disley's still there. Hayden TJ Hurst. Hudson, Hayden Hurst still there. Leap. Um, Chris Herndon's still out there. Yeah. I mean, Chris there, Herndon. There's yeah. guys with a Chris lot of Herndon's upside. Ebron. Ebron and Pittsburgh could be a whole other situation. Yeah, and and as, as we're looking, so this is where you either go elite on tight end or you wait. TJ Hawkins. Yeah. I already said TJ Hawkins. Greg Olson's still out there. Greg Olson's still out there as well. Well, Disley, you know, I mean, Cole Komet, you, if you, you want to go rookie. Yeah, but you either go elite or you wait, and that, that's your only options. Don't let, don't get caught up in a run after the first two or three guys go. Just don't do it. Irv Smith Jr., super sleeper Love pick. Irv Smith Jr., super sleeper pick. So, well, I, have a, I have a question for you guys. If looking at waiting on Titan, who moves to Cleveland, I've got Jaden Graham and Hayden Hurst. What do you guys think about that? Give me Hayden Hurst over Hooper for the first time ever. I, I take Hayden Hurst over Hooper, but keep an eye on Jarrett Pickney. Wow. Yeah, Jarrett Pickney was a nice pickup. But, I, I listen, it's just based off the fact that Austin Hooper, I don't think he's that great. But in Atlanta, he done well last season. Hayden Hurst, again, I don't think he's that great. But I think that he'll – be better served in Atlanta than Hooper will be in Cleveland. That, that's a, a a quarterback situation too. Like we we know without a shadow of a doubt that you know um, that Matt Ryan likes to throw to the tight end. We've yet to see Baker Mayfield really target a tight end. Exactly, ever. exactly. So, so that, that's that's my thought on it. Um, I not the uh, I mean I'm back on the anyone but Hooper train as I was uh, preseason last year. So that means through week 15 he's probably going to be wide or tight end number one. But yeah, I'm just I'm passing on him at this point. Although he proved, I mean, the guy's got the talent. Absolutely. So there we go. Appreciate it. Dan had to leave his battery's dying. There we go. Startup draft. Good time. Finally back together in the studio. Thanks for coming in at two hours yeah. on this one. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I know it was I know it was lengthy, and my wife's gonna punch me in the face for being two hours at this. But we're good. Yeah, break break it up. Break it up into two separate listens and. Then we're good. Dan, are you still fucking there? I'm still here. I thought your battery died. I keep hearing all this noise in the background, all this British Texan rumble. <laughs> I'm really I'm really awkward with leaving, but if I can, <laughs> Back Row Giant Show, get the podcast. Dude, it's fun. Back Row Giant Show is fun. I worked it in. I've been waiting. I was like, you know what, I'll wait. It's a fun show. Go check out Dan on the Back Row Giant Show. He has a good time, and he makes me happy. So it really, you, it, really is, it really is a good time. Dan, you're 
killing it with that. Like absolutely killing it. It's fun. That's exactly what it is. It's fun. That's what we're we're supposed to have. So Dan, thank you. And go. Yes. Yes. Peace. You know, Dan. But yeah, Backer Giant Show is fantastic. We're going to keep it under two hours by ending it now right at one hour, 58 minutes. Thanks for joining us. We're glad to be back. We appreciate everybody that streamed and called. Have a good night, guys. Peace. Good night. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening. And be sure to give us a review. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.